You ready? 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 Watch out, Grapefruit! podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. And tonight we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. I am back for yet another week. Uh, Of course, Steve Kent. Um, we have a lot to cover tonight. We have the NFL coaching carousel to take a little ride on. Uh, we have the national championship to talk about, which, my God, you know, for something that everybody was expecting was going to be close, I don't think anybody anticipated how much of a blowout we ended up watching. So uh, there's I mean, we will obviously have to revisit that. Uh, we have the NFL playoffs currently underway with one team currently locked into the, the, the divisional round, which that, of course, is the San Francisco 49ers, fresh off of a 41-23 to victory over the Seattle Seahawks earlier today. Uh, we have... Of course, the first-round buys in uh, Kansas City and, of course, Philadelphia, they are, of course, locked in to the divisional rounds as well. And we currently have a 17 to nothing lead for the Los Angeles Chargers over the upstart Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, let me bring in Lou. Uh, Lou? Sorry about earlier. There's, I've been having problems with my phone all day today, so uh, well, unfortunately. Well, I didn't get for the show anyway, so. Yeah, but uh, we, of course, have a lot to get. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, oh, first yeah. off, you know, I, I think the NFL playoffs, uh, I mean, hell, nobody, nobody was really predicting, you know, what we would see with certain teams and in particular we'll Mm -hmm. start off with the earlier game san francisco against the seattle seahawks uh brock purdy mr irrelevant as they call him the the last the last pick in the nfl draft this year he's now six and oh and four touchdowns to boot in this game alone yeah 6-0 6-0 and as an NFL starter, and he's uh, he had four touchdowns uh, completely today, three three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown for the Niners. Uh, 18, he went 18 of 30 with 332 yards and three touchdowns in his first career his first career playoff start. Right now, I, I, I of course I you know I was speaking with Jim earlier today, and he told me that. You know, he fits real well, that Brock Purdy fits real well into the Niners system. So maybe perhaps it's the it's the case of Brock Purdy benefiting from being in a system, sort of like how the talk was with Brady all those years with the Patriots that, oh, well, the Patriots run the perfect system for a quarterback like Brady. So, of course, no wonder Brady uh, was able to – amass all of the success that he had over the years with the Patriots. Uh, I mean, what what are your thoughts, Lou, on San Francisco? I mean, the score was 41 to 23, but it was, 
I mean, it, it, it wasn't even that close. No, uh, it wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not really said. surprised with this at all. I I knew uh, 49ers, you know, where Purdy was going to, you know, have an easy day against the Seahawks. Although the Seahawks did take a brief lead in the second quarter, but uh, I didn't think it was going to hold. Yeah, they but, did, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, well, that that had to do mainly with the fact that, you know, there, there, was, there was a lapse of judgment when it came to, I think it was Fred Warner who uh, committed yes. the uh, roughing the passer uh, call at like with one second left, which I don't think, I don't think uh, he really even knew what he was doing when he first made the, uh, made the contact. Uh, I believe we have Kyle. Is that you? Yes, it is. How's it going, Steve? There you go. Going, oh, uh, going real well, Kyle. We've been, uh, we, we've been discussing the, uh, the NFL playoffs. Uh, I want to get your thought uh, real quick on San Francisco and Brock Purdy. He's now 6-0 and as a starter since taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, what are your thoughts on – does this seem like it's another Brady-Bledsoe situation? So, I'll say this. Um, I I don't want to see the 49ers, and I'm an Eagles fan, and, yeah. you know, in a couple of weeks we, we might be seeing them. And uh, I, I definitely don't want to see this uh, team. They're, they're hot, man. Um, Eagle Samuel looked good today. Brendan Ayuk, you got arguably the best tight end in the league. Of course, their defensive scout very good. Um, that I I just thought in as you guys were talking about that that Fred Warner kind of last second you know hit. Hey, you know you know if if that's the worst thing, arguably you can say that's the worst thing that happened to the 49ers today. They still got the win comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know they they look really good, complete team. Uh, Brock Purdy looks amazing. You know. Um, but the thing with Brock Purdy is that, that that team is set up where you're not going to kill you. You don't have to kill us. You know, you have Christian McCaffrey. I didn't even I forgot to mention him. You know, there's so many pieces that you his job is to go out there and just get it to a piece. You know, and um, is he going to blow you away with like numbers? No. Did he blow you away with numbers today? No. He didn't look no. amazing. He did enough to to win. You know, and and with that defense and with the offense and how it's set up, you know, he's, I, I don't think they're asking him to go win you a game. Unlike a guy like, we'll say, you know, Joe Burrow can go out and win you a game. You know, if you need somebody to go score a last-minute touchdown rally for 75 yards, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he can go and get it. I don't think Brock Purdy can, but you don't need to in that kind of offense and how that team is set up. Let's let's get your thoughts, Lou. What are your thoughts on on Brock Purdy and how he's how he's fared as a starting quarterback so far? I mean, six and zero. Oh, I mean, he looked complete. Yeah, six and zero. Oh, he looked completely. Jimmy G. I mean, nobody expected you know Purdy. You know, who's you know a newcomer and didn't think it's going to do that well because you never know with newcomers. But Purdy has you know stepped up um, and gone past whatever uh, jitters he's had, and he's proven to be a good starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, even the playoffs, I mean, he, you know, he took over in, um, late in the season. Uh, nobody knew what to expect, not even me. But he has shown that he is worthy of, you know, being a starter. And I think you can take the 49ers uh, 
you know, deep into the playoffs here. So uh, we're not dealing with any just any uh, first year average player. Yeah, he looks completely unfazed too by yeah. the by the the pressure of the playoffs. I mean, obviously, you know, it was just a wild card game, but still, uh, you know, wild card or, or playoff football is a different kind of football. And yes. You know, just just from what we've seen so far out of him, I mean, he looked. Granted, there were there were a couple of uh, a couple of passes that he attempted that were pretty risky and uh, should have. You know, he should have he should have just basically uh, threw it away. But I mean, the kid the kid really has good instincts. When to go? Uh, when he 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 has a good idea of when pressure is coming. I mean, there were quite a few, quite a few plays today that he just yes. slithered. He just slithered out of it. Looked like, for sure, you know, that Seattle's defense was going to catch up to him, and he just was able to slither out of there with no problem. And uh, to get to your to your point, uh, Kyle, uh, the fact that you know San Francisco is so stacked uh, that. I mean, he has he has all the weapons in the world. I mean, you take a look at McCaffrey today: fifteen carries, one hundred and nineteen yards. Uh, McCaffrey, though, also caught a touchdown pass as well. Uh, one of Brock Purdy's touchdown passes. Uh, he did catch. He had two catches for seventeen yards. One of them being the touchdown. But you t- you also take a look at their lead receiver, Debo Samuel: six catches, one hundred and thirty-three yards. And Brandon Ayuk, three catches for 73 yards. You know, this this just shows how important it is for San Francisco to stay healthy. If they can fully stay healthy, especially on offense, with uh, and, and plus they have a they have a spectacular defense as well. Uh, but all of these all of these weapons they have on offense really make the difference. And Samuel, by the way, had a touchdown as well today. And Elijah Mitchell also had a touchdown on two catches for 25 yards. So it, it, it's really a multifaceted attack when you when you think about it by yeah. San Francisco. And you could argue that if Purdy, what you know, if Purdy didn't have to waste a couple of shots, I mean, he couldn't. He he may not have had to to have stopped at 332 yards. He only got sacked once for eight yards. He had a quarterback rating of 89 89.5 and a regular rating of 131.5. So I mean you're not you're not going to really get much better than that, you know when it when it comes to playoff football, uh, especially from a rookie. Uh, you know the last pick in the draft. In particular, now on the other side, Geno Smith, 25 of 35, 253 yards, uh, two touchdowns and one pick in a game where it seemed like part of the part of the game, Seattle had completely abandoned their passing offense, which seemed very odd to me because uh, Geno has basically been the strength of that offense this year. So, uh, I mean, Kyle, yeah. let's start with you. What do you think went wrong with Seattle? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I mean, I I I would take a Geno Smith two touchdown, one interception for 250, you know, any day of the week. Um, I just think 
Brennan just overmatched them. I mean, on paper, you know, you can go through everything and, you know, arguably San Fran has a better, you know, everything, better defense, better offense. Um, I just think matchup-wise, it was a bad matchup for Seattle. Um, And let's not forget, San Fran almost got the one seed in the NFC. Um, You know, if it wasn't for my Eagles actually stepping up and doing their job the last week of the season, you know, the Niners would have had the one seed. Um, and it would be relaxing. So, you, you know, uh, I just think it was a bad matchup for Seattle. Um, you know, if, if Seattle got the Giants or anyone else, I, I think it would be a much better, you know, matchup. But they just ran into opponents they see two times a year. And, you know, it's, yeah, I thought, I, honestly, I feel bad, but, you know, it's it's a part of the NFC. I mean, it's a part of the playoffs. You know, somebody has to lose and somebody has to win, you know? So I, I don't really think yeah. it was, you know, Seattle, you know, because think about it. Like, any other week when you take Geno Smith strong for two, intercept, for two touchdowns and one interception and 250 yards, yeah, you know, that's a pretty good seven, yeah. that line. And then DK even, you know, did really well today. Um so, yeah, man, it, so, like I said, I, yeah. I don't want to play the Niners, and let's hope not. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, and as far, as far as DK Metcalf goes, 10 catches, 136 yards, and two touchdown catches for uh, for the elite receiver, uh, a receiver that Belichick could have had, but no, he decided and said, I want to go for Nikhil Harry, uh, who washed out as a Patriot. And oh, but I I love the fact that he can that he can supposedly catch uh he can he can make contested catches which he barely did as a Patriot but that's beyond the point. Uh, however, the rest of the the rest of the Seattle offense, Kenneth Walker the third, 15 carries, 63 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith also had four rushes for 28 yards. Uh, one of the big issues today was not just the pick by Gino, but also Gino lost a fumble as well early on in the second half, which really turned the tide for uh, San Francisco, which it seemed seemed like that basically was the difference maker, essentially, where San Francisco had scored to get back ahead, and then, then Gino commits the fumble. And San Francisco is able to capitalize on that as well. And that pretty much puts San Francisco ahead for good. Uh, Lou, what are, you, what are your thoughts, Lou, on, uh, on Seattle and the fact that they, see, they seemingly abandoned their passing offense today? They sure did. If until they did, late, un- until late the in the game. Their offense was, well, for the most part, their offense was, uh, was weak and San Francisco was able to take advantage of it. I really didn't see them stacking up, though, against the 49ers, so it doesn't really surprise me at all. I mean, the, the, the 49ers' offense is, is, just, is just too strong, and Purdy, you know, was, was a big factor in it. So it it didn't really um, surprise me at all. Now, let me beg to ask the question here, because uh, I brought up Brady and Bledsoe earlier. Uh, let's bring up this possibility. If Brock Purdy somehow pulls off the impossible, you know, ends up 
being, uh, I don't know if any Mr. Irrelevant has ever led their team to a Super Bowl win in their first year. Uh, If Brock Purdy Purdy is able to do that, does anybody think that that, that there's going to be any sort of controversy in San Francisco when it comes to who should be the starter? If it's Purdy, Lance, and say maybe maybe Garoppolo for some reason chooses to re-sign in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't Carl, why don't you so. say the first? Yeah, so how, how about this? Um, how about I say, why don't we do this? I say trade Jimmy G, what, what you can get for him right now. Um mm-hmm. Grant, Trey, and then Brock, you know, obviously, hey, it's kind of, it's kind of going to be similar to, like, the, the Philadelphia, like, Nick Foles and Carson thing, like, you know, what, what are we going to do with Nick Foles and Carson, you know, and, um, you know, I, I would, I would try to get as much as I can for, for, um, Jimmy G. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams that need starting quarterbacks right now. You know, Oakland, or not not Oakland, sorry, L.A., uh, the, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yeah, yeah Vegas. Vegas. Sorry, wow, I'm, like, all over the place right now with my geography. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would I would try to get as much as I can for Jimmy G, and then I would say, hey, try Like, this is your job. You, you've got us, you know, we wanted you as our franchise, but right now it's yours to lose. Like, you need to prove to us that it's your job. If not, Brock is here, and we saw how deep Brock got us into the playoffs. You know, if if that's the case, you know, Brock won us a championship. You know, and so Trey, this is it's it's the ball's in your court. Like, if not, then we have a really good, reliable person who we trust and who we obviously can move the ball with. And you know, because statistically, they're they're way better. They're way better with Brock Purdy right now on behind the center. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would definitely try to get as much capital as you can for uh, Jimmy G. And, you know, hey, Brock is our guy. And Trey, like, if, if you want your job back, you better show some, some stuff in camp that, you know, this is why we took you with that pick. What, what about what about you, Lou? Uh, obviously, you know, they invested a lot to – get Trey Lance. They gave up three first round picks in that trade with Miami to get Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance goes down for the season. Uh, Jimmy G, you know, he's on the final year. He's on the final year of his deal. So if he returns that all. Well, no, they can't trade him now because uh, he'll be entering free agency. So it's, I mean, it's possible he could resign, I guess, but uh, I mean, do you, uh, what, what do you think, Lou? Do you think if somehow Purdy ends up going all, ends up going all the way to the Super Bowl and delivering a Super Bowl championship to uh, San Francisco, do you think that there's any sort of controversy whatsoever next year? Maybe a slight controversy, but I don't see much. I mean, Jimmy G has seen better days. I mean, I think you know, Simon Brock would be would be more would be more the uh, obvious choice and the wise choice uh, to make for the uh, 
49ers quarterback. You can forget you forget Lance. He's he's a he's a has been before he ever was. You know, Purdy I think is I think is the Forty Nineers quarterback for the first team of the future. Yeah, I don't see why. I don't yeah. see why anybody would I don't see anybody if you uh, do why if you don't think so, you're all brain dead. I mean, unless you're getting somebody like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers agreeing, which, by the way, those are the two rumored names, the two rumored names to be sniffing around San Francisco potentially mm. are Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, I mean, barring one of those two deciding to join San Francisco, if if you enter next season with Purdy and Lance as your two quarterbacks, I don't see how in good conscience they decide, okay, we're going to, uh, you know, thank you for, for everything you did last season, Purdy, but, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna go back to Trey Lance. I just don't see how that, no. how that happens. Not a chance. By the way, we, uh, we do have a score update here in our other wild card game. The L.A. Chargers with a 24 to nothing lead in the second quarter – over the Jacksonville Jaguars off of four picks by Trevor Lawrence, three of them in the first quarter. In particular, yep. Asante Samuel Jr. has three of those picks, and Drew Tranquil has one. So, I, I mean, let's – Let's try and dissect this here because Jacksonville entered the playoffs on a on a big winning streak. You know, everybody was everybody was wondering if they could potentially sneak in under under Doug Peterson. They somehow ended up beating the Titans last week. Uh, I mean, what what is this, Lou? Is this is this playoff jitters for uh, for Trevor Lawrence, or are the Chargers just that much better? Of a team, just much much better. I didn't have much hope in Jacksonville at all. They barely got in, you know. And I think you know luck is running out on them. So, once again, this is not not a surprise at all. The Jaguars just did not come, you know, and bring their A game. And I can only imagine what the score is going to be at halftime. This might be reminiscent of the college game that we saw, which was a joke too. So, uh, this may be only the beginning. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Definitely is not right. actually. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that uh, game in particular in a minute as well. Uh, Only if you want to. What, uh, what, what are you, what are your thoughts, Kyle? Uh, you know, everybody was expecting that. Oh, you know, Trevor Lawrence really came around in the second half of the season. So maybe, perhaps, you know, this is a this is a all new Trevor Lawrence uh, under Doug Peterson as opposed to Urban Meyer last season. So what is it? Is it playoff jitters? for a second-year player, or is L.A.'s defense just that good that they're picking off uh, Lawrence four times this early? So here's the thing about, like, playoff jitters. Like, you can make the argument, say, if you're, you know, Trey Lance. Trey Lance came from South Dakota or North Dakota State, you know, and, you know, so Trevor is played in the national championship against an Alabama team. Like, let's not pretend like Trevor doesn't have any experience in playing a big game. So, no, this is 100% just the Chargers are 1,000% better. And like you, like you guys said, the Jags literally snuck into the playoffs 
and are hosting a playoff game because our playoff system in the NFL is a joke. But, yeah. so, no, this is definitely not Trevor, like Trevor being jitters. This is 100% getting overmatched. Think about who the Chargers have on defense. Asante Samuel Jr., Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Erwin James. Like, those are some dogs. They're, like, arguably, Derwin James is probably a top-five safety. Joey Bosa, probably a top-ten interior defensive lineman. Khalil Mack, getting older, lost his step or two, but he's still Khalil Mack. Like, come on. You're playing against the Chargers, a thousand percent better. Trevor Lawrence, no, this is not playoff. Maybe a little bit. Okay, I can understand. First time in the NFL playoffs. Hey, but you've been there. You played against Alabama in the biggest stage in the world. You should know how to play in a big game. Oh, or should we go back to ACC quarterbacks being overrated? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Maybe, maybe. maybe that's the case. ACC quarterbacks are overrated. Oh, well. You know, you know what? Uh, just just taking a look real quick here, actually, at um, at some of the at some of the other stats here. I mean, so far, Lawrence has only been sacked once tonight tonight for six uh for six nice. yards and tennis or not Tennessee Jacksonville did also lose a fumble by Chris Claybrooks as well in this game as part of the uh so they've already had five turnovers just already just to start off this game yeah. uh in particular Lawrence has only gone four for 16 for 30 yards uh Travis at the end is is their only rusher so far, six carries for 29 yards. And Evan Ingram is their lead receiver, two catches for 23 yards. Yeah. On the Chargers' side, you know, th- this is one thing I said, too. Uh, you know, when I, was ta- when I was talking with a bunch of my coworkers this week uh, t- discussing playoff football, I said, this matchup, uh, uh, the, the big thing will be which – version of the LA Chargers are we going to get? Are we going to get the focused, yeah, sure. confident Chargers who go in there, uh, Justin Herbert has a field day and, you know, they're, they're controlling, you know, they're, they're taking care of the ball or are we going to see the sloppy Chargers uh, yeah. who, don't know, who don't know how to manage the clock? Yeah, we're looking at you, Brandon Staley. We know, we know how you handle uh, <laughs> clock management. Uh, you know, are they gonna are they gonna commit multiple mistakes and allow Jacksonville to stay in it? You know, that's that's one of the one of the the many things to have looked at entering this game. But my God, uh, just looking so far at what LA has done, you know, Herbert, fourteen of twenty two, one hundred and thirty yards, one touchdown pass. He's also been sacked once. Uh, Austin Eckler, eight carries for 35 yards and mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Uh, Gerald Everett mm-hmm. is their lead receiver, three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown so far. And Keenan Allen, three catches for 35 yards yeah. as well. So, you know, this game has been primarily controlled, for the most part, by the defense so far. That And actually, it's now 27 nothing uh, with a yeah, uh, with a wow. field goal just now by, by L.A. So... It really seems like, on a, a barring a second-half miracle by Jacksonville 
and L.A. just completely shuts down, that you can pretty much you can pretty much kind of say that L.A. is already penciling themselves into the into the uh, divisional round. Yeah. Next, uh, next round. Now we go to the coming of errors title game. The national title game, and my God, you know, you know that you know that Sopranos uh, episode where Tony, where uh, Tony and or Tony Soprano is talking with his uh, brother-in-law Bobby Bacchelieri, and Bobby goes, uh, you know, you don't you don't hear it when it happens, right? Meaning uh, you don't hear it when you get whacked. And this is exactly right. what happened to, to TCU. Georgia jumped out basically right in front early on, and they basically never looked back. Essentially, uh, I mean, hell, it only took it only took them about four minutes or so for Stetson Bennett to to uh, to score a touchdown run, uh, twenty from yeah. twenty one yards out, and one of the what was it six touchdowns total. That he had yes, yes, six touchdowns that he yes. had in a sixty-five to seven blowout. Good old-fashioned dumping. And you know, it, it it was real. Honestly, it was quite embarrassing to see, quite frankly, because uh, as former Patriot quarterback Scott Zolak said, it was basically boys playing against men. College football players playing against NFL players, essentially. TCU playing against Georgia. And now I understand why the spread was 12 and a half. You know, uh, I thought it was going to be closer. I thought thought this game was going to be a lot closer than what we ended up getting. But my God. Uh, this was the Stetson Bennett and uh, Bowers show, and Brock Bowers show. J- j- just to read off the stat line here real quick, Stetson Bennett went 18 of 25 for 304 yards and four touchdown passes yeah. uh, with no picks. He had a quarterback rating of 99 and a half. Uh, meanwhile, r- rushing-wise, he had three rushes for 39 yards, including two touch, uh, two touchdown uh, carries as well. Uh, Brock Bowers, his lead receiver, seven catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown, including some of the catches that were literally needle-like throws. Like, you want to talk about threading the needle on some of them, and hell, some of them yeah. are just plain wide open to begin with. Yuck. But I, this was like a complete showcase of just exactly how dominant the SEC is. Like, it doesn't matter which team is in there, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Alabama. And by the way, Alabama would have beaten TCU as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter which team it is. The SEC is going to get is going to uh, come around and whoop their asses. Just like what happened exactly. with TCU, right? Uh, some of the uh, some of the other uh, stat lines here. Uh, Kenny McIntosh was the lead was the lead uh, 
running back, eight carries, 50 yards. Uh, Branson Robinson had two touchdowns. Kendall Milton had a touchdown as well. Uh, seven, seven carries for 42 yards for Robinson and 10 carries for 33 yards for Milton. There was a, there was a total of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six rushers had 30 or more yards for Georgia. And then you take a look at the receivers. You have Bowers with 152. You have Lad McConkey with five catches for 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 88 yards and two touchdown catches. Adonis Mitchell. Adani Mitchell had one catch for 22 yards, and that catch happened to be a touchdown catch. Darnell Washington had one catch for 28 yards. Basically, as far as passing goes, this was the Brock Bowers and Lad yeah. McConkey show, essentially. <laughs> Through the air. I mean, how this was, this was familiar, though. I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly, exactly how, uh, where, where it would be familiar from. Well, there was a player named Phil McConkey. I think it was for the Giants about thirty years ago. Don't forget, I've been around a while. Oh well, maybe, maybe same family, supposedly, uh, maybe. potentially, or maybe just a coincidence. Well, who knows? I mean, it's not, it's possible. It's possible, but uh, don't know how, don't know really how many McConkeys are uh, are around, you know. So yeah, right. But uh, I mean, let's start with you, Kyle. What do you think of this absolute demolishing of uh, of TCU by Georgia? So let me just start off by saying, living in Texas, in Dallas, you know, about 20, 25 minutes away from TCU's, you know, campus, it's funny because everybody and their mother is rooting for TCU. And, of course, me being, you know, a college football fan and, you know, I, I would say SEC fan, you know, if I had to choose a team, it would probably be Alabama. Going, call me a Dan Wagner or whatever. Just SEC, I enjoy really good football. So the SEC, naturally, I graduate to. And so everybody's like, oh, TCU's going to, you know, it's going to keep it close and keep it close. And I was like, dude, you guys played no one. Your biggest opponent, Kansas State. Don't get me wrong. Kansas State, awesome year. Great job, Kansas State. Hats off to you. That was your toughest opponent. I was like, you guys don't play dogs. Like, you guys don't play LSU. You guys don't play Auburn. You guys don't get beat up on by Arkansas, by Old Miss. People like that. Like, the top five teams in SEC can go against anybody in the country and probably hand anybody in the country an L any given week, period, hands down. I don't care about the Big Ten, Big 12, whatever you want to call it. I don't care about the Pac-12. I don't care about the whatever. Anybody, any given Sunday, will take a loss to Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and a healthy Tennessee. I'm sorry to say this. TCU fans and people in Texas need to realize you guys have no life. You guys are going to get lucky because Texas and Oklahoma are out of your conference. They're moving to a big boy league. Maybe you should guys too. But TCU is now going to benefit because they're going to run through the Big 12 and they're going to get an automatic playoff bid. It's going to be so annoying and they're going to get blasted Mm -hmm. into another world 
when they face the big boys and actually have to go against a big boy team. That being said, yes. hands, hands off, hats off to TC, great year. But you guys had no reason to be in this game. No reason at all. You guys got so lucky, so lucky. And with that being said, do not ever say, please, for the love of God, Texas, don't say, oh, we were out, we now run the Big 12. You will now run the Big 12 because Oklahoma and Texas are finally trying to put their money where their mouth is. So yeah. until then, TCU, you have nothing mm. more to say than, hey, we got <laughs> shitted on. We yeah. got destroyed <laughs> by a better opponent. And I'm sorry to say this. I will, I will say this right now. I will probably say any middle SEC team, like an Auburn or, or hell, an LSU team, would run through you any given Saturday. Any given Saturday, I would pick Auburn, LSU, a healthy Tennessee, an Old Miss team, they would run through you. Old Miss? Maybe even Old Miss. Sorry, yeah. TCU, you're not that good. And to think, to, to think their quarterback, to think their quarterback Max Duggan won the Heisman. Or no, 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 no. It right. was uh, it wasn't Duggan. No. It wasn't Duggan. It was uh, Williams from USC. Williams. Williams. Caleb Williams. Yeah, it was Caleb Williams from USC, and I mean, yeah, we saw we saw how their how their season uh, ended. So. Uh, it was honestly, it was quite embarrassing. If you take a look at the numbers from TCU, only 152 yards for Duggan, two picks, didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, he did run for a touchdown, but that's basically it. He had 10 carries for, and this is not, you know, this is not a false number, 10 carries for negative 38 yards. Yep. Negative. I didn't even think that was possible to go that far. But apparently, it is. Negative 38 yards. And actually, let me see. Uh, damn it. Yeah, no, it's not going to It's not gonna show me. Let's. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, he got sacked five different times as well. Uh, including yeah. nine tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, th- you know, this was just a complete one-sided, uh, one-sided ass kick, yeah. essentially. Their lead rusher, Amari DeMarcado, had 14 carries for 59 yards. Their lead receiver, uh, Darius Davis, had five catches for 101 yards, and their next leading receiver was Blair Conright with one catch for 15 yards. I mean, this was – it was just a pathetic showing, basically, for right. a school like TCU. And, I mean, yeah, congratulations. You know, you're going to get all the benefits right. from the mainstream exposure and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it, it it's it, – they're they're of course going to get ranked high because of how they finished sure. because of where they finished. Uh, you know, honestly, I look at this as another Cincinnati Iowa situation. Well, or actually, it was Cincinnati that made the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, I see this as another uh, mm-hmm. another Cincinnati situation. Uh, but let me bring in uh, <clears throat> the man whom 
is responsible for bringing these podcasts to us. Uh, how you doing, Jim? Uh, doing pretty good. Just uh, fighting Jim. through some allergies. So everybody just uh, give me a little slack on my voice, but I'm here. Right. Well, it's great to but, it's great to have you here again, Jim. Yeah, and, and you just you just brought up what I called in to bring up, and that is the comparison between Cincinnati and TCU. I mean, it 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 was basically a redo, wasn't it? Basically a repeat. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, I can't, you know, I, I thought at first Iowa, but then I'm like, wait a minute, Iowa didn't, they faded out at the end of the year last year and didn't make the playoffs. So it had to have been Cincinnati uh, that, you know, this was sort of similar, except the difference is Cincinnati, you know, didn't make the, uh, didn't make the national championship like TCU did. Yeah. I think, I think the question comes up because next, Next year we're going to a uh, a twelve team. Yeah, um, yeah. And if we would have had a twelve team this year, Bama would have got in. And I know there's I look, I know there's a lot of Bama haters. I get it. But mm-hmm. um I don't think Michigan TCU or Ohio State could have beat Alabama. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and I, maybe, Alabama, maybe Alabama couldn't have beat Georgia, but it would have been a hell of a lot better game than what we saw. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's you know it's like it's like Kyle said, uh, TCU, welcome you know welcome to playing against the big boys. You're now at the big right. kids table, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I and I heard and I heard and I heard Kyle say, um, you know that TCU will benefit because Oklahoma and Texas are moving on to the to the SEC. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they will benefit. Um but in the long run it, they're still not gonna do anything. I mean right. and and you know, Texas and Oklahoma are gonna suffer a few more losses than they're used to having mm-hmm. but they're gonna be playing better better competitive games against better teams. Which will should make them better at the end of the season. So I don't know. I mean, there, there's an argument argument to be made. Is that a good decision or a bad decision going to the SEC? Because a lot of people said, well, that's why Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma. He said, I don't want none of that damn SEC shit. I'm going to USC. Yeah. Um, but maybe if you go to the SEC. And you have a good season, only lose two, maybe three games. Maybe you're in it with a now twelve team playoff. Yeah. I, I you know, you now. know. Go ahead, Kyle. 
So what I was going to say is, uh, mark me down for saying this. What is it, January 15th? 14th. 14th, all right. January 14th. Week two, or week one, I should say, since Prime just confirmed, I will say this. Colorado will blow out TCU. I will say this right now mm-hmm. on your podcast. And then TCU is going to realize, oh, wow, we have to play another big boy school with a whole bunch of big boy recruits. Yeah, TCU. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you know, you know, Brian. <laughs> You know Prime. You know Prime's gonna bring in the recruits. Exactly. All, yeah. all, like, all, all, he, all he has to do is make a phone call and say hello. I'm Prime. Exactly. And so I'm like, and, and think about it. Hey, like, let, let's just say Texas and Oklahoma are staying in in the Big Twelve. Would you rather go to or Fort Worth, Texas to go to school, or would you rather go to Austin, Texas to go to school? Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Fort Worth, Texas isn't great of it. I love Fort Worth. Since moving down to Dallas, I like it better than Dallas. But yeah. if I'm if I'm a recruit, I'm not going to Fort Worth, Texas. I'm going to Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? And dude, like PCU, welcome. Enjoy your 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 little moment of glory because you're not going to see it for a while. Because yeah, right, yeah you're going to run from the Big Twelve. I, I think that I think that's the other thing with Texas and Oklahoma sliding over to the SEC, um, and and the teams they left behind, you know Oklahoma State, TCU, and Tech, and all those other teams. I think what it one of the things that did that that a lot of people uh, probably won't look at is Texas and Oklahoma can now say, hey. You come here, you're in the SEC. Right. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. I, 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 I mean, it's not like Texas and Oklahoma is going to come into the SEC and just, you know, kick ass right. and take names and dominate because they won't. But in the long run, it was probably um, – Overall and business-wise, it was probably a good decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you know, though, uh, Jim, I'll say, I'll say this. Uh, Kyle brought up earlier that uh, you know teams like uh, like Arkansas could have potentially uh, taken out TCU, and I, I was going to say, well, maybe if Arkansas had a different offensive coordinator, maybe they <laughs> might, but. Uh, because I'm sorry, but with uh, I don't trust Kendall Bryles against any team at this point, uh, yeah. let alone even even if it was a lowly team like TCU. I'm sorry, I, I'm not trusting uh, <laughs> Bryles with his with his style of of, uh, of uh, offensive play calling. I mean, yeah. we saw what he did to KJ Jefferson this year. So yeah, but 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 the point the point being. And 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 which he made was a very valid point. I mean, you can bring up Arkansas, you can bring up Ole Miss, you can bring up right. Mississippi State, you can bring up LSU, you can bring up a lot of teams in the SEC that could probably compete with TCU. Yeah, right. 
So yeah, I, I mean, mean, it, I, I it, mean, it, it was is a, the it was a, so. it was it, it was a very 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 valid point. Yeah, it's right. and, and, and you know the, it's it's only gonna get uh, it's only gonna get harder for them now because when you th- when you think about it, okay, now they've been introduced to uh, to you know the mainstream audience, so you got to think that there's probably gonna be uh, there's probably gonna be more harder matchups that are gonna be presented to them now because of the fact that they've you know they've been exposed. To this mainstream audience, basically. So yeah, you know, well, it, it and, and, and the, the thing with the thing with TCU now is Sonny Dykes. He walked into a very good situation. I mean, he, he yeah. walked into a ready-made team that that just needed a little push, and he was there for that. And now some of them are going to be gone, and now we're going to actually get to see what TCU will be with Sonny Dykes because this actually wasn't Sonny Dykes' team. He didn't recruit them. They, I mean, he walked. He walked into this situation. Right. Yeah. So it's you know we may see a completely different type of TCU team now moving forward uh depending on you know how many how many teams they might or or how many players they might lose in the upcoming draft uh, yeah i don't of course i don't i don't i don't see them being i don't see them being one of the uh top teams next next year i i don't no, see it not at all. i don't see it Yeah, I mean it, it would be uh it would be very surprising honestly if if somehow they were able you know if they if they were able to uh to end up staying around around the top. But you know, I mean who who knows? We've seen we've seen crazier things happen, but I think now, you know, this was basically like the Cinderella story type of situation and you know the what's it called uh, the pumpkin basically or whatever the uh, carriage turned into a pumpkin finally for TCU yes. so yeah yeah uh, well I, I, I mean know, I think I think I think most intelligent viewers will will go into next season understanding uh, we know Georgia's going to be good. We know Alabama's going to be good. We know LSU's going to be good. And we know there's going to be a couple other teams from the SEC is going to be good. Clemson's going to probably be good. Michigan, yeah. Ohio State will probably be good. USC and UCLA will probably be good. Maybe Penn State, maybe Notre Dame. But in the end, uh, it's Probably going to be Georgia or Alabama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if, uh, and I, you know, I want to bring, I want to bring up this possibility as well, uh, Jim, because Alabama may end up losing potentially their offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien if he decides to leave for the NFL. 
you know, his name has already been linked to the Patriots as well as a couple of other teams as well that are looking for offensive coordinators. Uh, who do you okay. think? All right. That okay. could... oh, well, okay. To that point, Steve, go back on the last eight to ten years with Alabama. They've gone through four different offensive coordinators. Uh, you mentioned O'Brien. Uh, I'll give you Lane Kiffin. Um, and and there's been a couple of others. They keep winning. That's true. Yeah. That, that, no, that's, that, that's, that's very true. The fact that no matter how many oh, – uh, no matter up, how much up, turnover – I, one of one of them I forgot was Sarkeesian, who's at Texas now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they just you know, and and I actually thought about this today, Steve. When I started thinking, you know, when you and I talked and you were talking, um, pretty strongly that you thought uh, New England was going to hire O'Brien, I started thinking, okay, so if he leaves Alabama, I start thinking, oh my God. Oh my God! Is it possible Nick Saban could yeah. could could lure Kendall Bryles to Alabama? Would that be a double <laughs> win for me? Would that be a double win for me? <laughs> it would be a it would be a loss for Saban. I'll put it that way. Yes. So I actually thought about that today when you you were talking about O'Brien. I thought, oh my God! So we could get Bill O'Brien, and maybe we could lose Kendall Bryles. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, it. it I, I mentioned, of course, Bill O'Brien because uh, you know we saw we saw the news that that came out. Uh, a couple days ago, which uh, very, very weirdly, because Belichick never does this. So, uh, hang on, Kyle, is that is that is that you in the background that's making that noise? Yeah, sorry, I'm grabbing some water. My bad. My bad. Okay. Some pasta right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Because, uh, yeah, you know, um. With that, with that, that uh, that huge uh, report that came out, uh, specifically from the Patriots, they released a statement saying that not only would they be engaging in discussions with uh, to ensure that Jared Mayo would stick around, which possibly Mayo. means okay, maybe maybe Belichick might be or not Belichick because Belichick wouldn't be doing it himself. Uh, Kraft may be kicking Belichick's son to the curb. You know, maybe since we haven't had a actual defensive coordinator named, maybe Mayo gets the defensive coordinator position, or another na- another position that's been thrown around is he- uh, or assistant head coach, which would mean that basically once Belichick decides to retire, Mayo would be the heir apparent to him supposedly. Uh, but then they also said that they would actively begin the search for a uh, for an offensive coordinator, and of course Bill O'Brien, you know, has been the main front runner up uh, in all the all the rumors that have been spreading around. 
when it comes to the NFL and offensive yeah. coordinator positions. Yeah, uh, and, and and when they when they said that Matt Patricia um, ate through a whole box of pencils. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for those pencils, some of them that were probably uh, that were probably chewed all to hell to begin with. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, as far as far as I as far as I know, I think probably Patricia is going to get reassigned because they haven't yet specifically said they've relieved Patricia of his duties. Oh, so, they'll they'll give him they'll give him the linebackers or something. They'll. They'll give him some. And you know, I brought this. Uh, I brought this option up to you earlier today, Jim. Uh, you know, going back to Stephen to, to Steve Belichick, could we potentially see him? Uh, I know he's been linked potentially to Alabama to become their next defensive coordinator. You know, could we see Belichick maybe do Saban a favor? And obviously, you know, Stephen Belichick wants to, if he wants to make a name for himself and not just be known as Belichick's son, you know, he has to become a defensive well, coordinator somewhere. Same with Belichick and Saban is everyone knows they're, they're really tight. They're really good buddies. So um, if, uh, if, if Bill is going to end up with O'Brien as as the offensive coordinator, um, and Kraft's kind of telling Bill, you know, maybe you need to let your son go and make it on his own. Maybe um, Belichick tells Saban, you know, um, if I'm if I'm going to get uh, Bill back as OC, maybe you can take my son down there and let him have a job on the defense or whatever. Maybe it's just uh, as simple as that. Maybe just a, yeah. a little clean swap. Yeah, a one-for-one one swap. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts and, on that, Lou? Uh, I think I'd, I think I have to agree with Jim on that one. Yeah, I mean it would. It, you know, it would it would kind of make sense the way you put it the way you put it uh, that way, Jim. Uh, that it would basically be a one to one swap. Where, okay, yeah, the only thing Alabama would have to do now is you know look for an offensive coordinator, uh, which and, I'm and, sure you and, know they and, could probably. And promote. honestly, honestly, Steve, for Alabama that won't be hard. That they can hire anybody yeah. they want. I mean, they can go right. out and get anybody they want. Yeah, or they could do, you know, they could uh, promote from within potentially as well. Yeah, you know, depending on if they have anybody, uh, if they have anybody uh, particular in mind, uh, they could. Or, or, or they go. could, or they could, they could hire Kendall Browse. Hope, wish, pray. Hope, wish, pray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be the uh, preferable. Uh, <laughs> Situation for you, Jim, because you won't have to uh, you won't have to see any more uh, any more seasons wasted. Yeah, I, right. I won't ha- I won't have to see third down and two on the two with a double triple reverse pass. <laughs> <laughs> My God, 
and and you and you got and you got a running back with twelve hundred yards in the backfield. But we're gonna do a double, triple, reverse pass. <laughs> I swear, some of his some of his calls this year literally very much reminded me mm-hmm. of of Patricia. No lie, you know oh, some of the God. stuff that he called. Oh, there ain't, uh, yeah, but I mean, come on now. I mean, look, I mean, I knocked Bryles, but give him a little credit over Patricia. Matt Patricia don't know what the hell is a double reverse pass is. He has no idea what the hell that is. His pencil true. runs out before he can draw that shit up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, you know, I am giving, uh, I am giving Patricia a little bit, a little bit too much, uh, too much credit, I suppose. Um, I mean, Mike. You know what? You know, I, Jack- I still- Jacksonville, Jacksonville may come back in this second half. Don't don't put it past them. It's possible. Um, it's definitely it possible, considering how considering how they uh, they got a touchdown. Before the end of the half, I could definitely I could definitely see them coming back, especially with, like I said earlier, uh, how Brandon Staley loves to loves to uh, mismanage the clock. Uh, do not if be I, surprised if I, if I, if at I get, all. If they can get if they can get a turnover turnover or two, they can get a turnover or two, and then Lawrence can hit a couple of touchdowns. I mean, we could have a game. And, and Jim, I, I just got to say, poor Al Michaels once again. He gets, I know, he gets yeah. back on NBC. <laughs> he He's probably thinking, why am I at this game? <laughs> he he never he never gets a good close tight game. <laughs> yeah. That's no, the it's football. Just, yeah, I bet I bet he I bet he Not was he I bet he game. was. I bet he was down in some shots at halftime. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to retire. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. I mean, I, I I can't remember one game this season that's been good for him. They've all been crazy blowouts. Uh, no, I think one game. Al, you had a question? Yeah, let, let me ask you a question. So, if if you think uh, Bill O'Brien is uh, you know going to be gone as you know somewhere else um, from Alabama, uh, there's a guy who's a, apparently in Thailand off the grid right now named Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you think Bill? Uh, you, you think Nick Saban would give him a call and say, "Hey, buddy, you, you want to come down to Alabama and uh, well, get some fireworks down I, I, here in Tuscaloosa?" Well, Steve and I, Steve and I, that was the first guy Steve and I talked about. Like, man, that would that would be who who New England should hire. And there's a connection there. He's been with the Patriots before. But right. Steve, go go ahead and explain to him why it doesn't look like Cliff's wanting a job right now. What's going on with Cliff? Well, uh, he first off he had to deal with four years of uh, of Kyler Murray, so there's that. Right. Uh, but, True. You know, it's just 
I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe he maybe he feels yeah. burnt out or something. No, bring it, bring up, yeah. bring up what, bring up what's going on. Why it won't be with the Patriots? Bring up what, what's Cliff, what's Cliff's about to do the next week or two? Hmm. Uh, why do I, why do I think that 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 you told me this earlier and I forgot? He, he, he no, you told me. He, he's, he's on his way to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's on his way. He's uh, he's on his way to Thailand. Yeah, oh, Thailand. Wanna... Yeah, Thailand. So he he can't even he can't even do an interview. Yeah, he. Uh, matter of fact, he's told he's told all interested teams that he's uh, that he he has no interest in coaching. Right there, we go. Take, there uh, we go. There it is. There it is. I, I, I guess he wants to take a hiatus for like this next year or so. Well, yeah, he's he's getting he's getting paid anyway, and he's gonna chill out, relax, and have some fun. Yeah, and it and if if a team if a team ever hires him, thinking they'll have a complete team, they're an idiot. If you go back yeah. and look at his college career, the games he won, they were like 63 to 58, 58 to 55. He never had a defense. He would score some points, but when he got into meaningful games, he couldn't stop the other team because he didn't give a shit about defense. Same thing in the NFL with Arizona. He didn't care. He wanted to. He wanted to yeah. showcase Tyler Murray, and and spread the ball around and and do and it it don't work. It just don't work. And then, and then Kyler, Kyler quit midway through the season so that he could go play Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And 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 talk about how he. He could have played baseball if he wanted to. He could have, yeah. I mean, he he definitely could have played baseball if he wanted, but because uh, he was drafted, uh, was it by Seattle or was that Russell Wilson that was drafted I, by, I, uh, uh, Se- by the Mariners? Seattle was Seattle was Russell. I think Oakland mm-hmm. was Kyler. Yes, yes, you're right. It was the yes. Athletics. I think it was like second. Wait, no, was it second round? I forget when it was. I forget when he was. Yeah. Uh, but but that I mean regardless. I mean I mean that's what you're getting with Kingsbury. If you just want to score a lot of points and hope to hell your defense don't give up fifty, he's your guy. <laughs> otherwise, well, hell, he would. Otherwise, you don't want him. So the perfect no. perfect job for him, Steve. Perfect job is. Being a offensive coordinator, that's the perfect job. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but you know, just the fact that he immediately went to Thailand, uh, that just spells to me that he has no interest in coaching for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he's going to party. Because... I mean, he's a, he's a he's a he's a young guy. He likes to party. He, I mean, he's got a huge ego. Um, 
He, he's gonna he's, he's gonna have some fun for a little while. Right. Now, J- Jim, let's get a. We, we obviously talked a little bit about the WWE last week. Uh, we do have an update, and there's been I mean there it's been hectic this week uh, where that report had come out supposedly that Saudi Arabia had supposedly purchased or they had come to an agreement with uh, with Vince to, for Vince to sell the WWE to Saudi Arabia to the the trust fund or whatever the hell that organization that is trust called. Fund. Uh, that of course turned out to be false, but they are still in the negotiation supposedly uh, that they're still in the running. Uh, and there's something that's come out about uh, what Disney and Comcast uh, contacts have said about Vince, and that in particular, uh, both companies had employees who had heard about the rumors of a sale and Vince wanting to stay on stay uh, on board. And they have said that it would be hard to believe that any major company would want to retain Vince's services in any capacity if they could help it. And it was also added that uh, people of influence in those, in the companies of at least two potential suitors believe that there would be roles in the WWE post sale for uh, both Stephanie and her husband, Paul Levesque, if they wished to continue on. So it, it seems to me, Jim, like Vince is basically, a, uh, you know how, the, how he did that whole promo when he uh, brought in the NWO and he said he wanted to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison? It almost yep. seems like the poison is Vince right now. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I, to, I told you that today. It is. He he doesn't he doesn't even realize he is the detriment. He is yeah. the problem. Um, he doesn't see it. He he thinks he's still the biggest dog in the company, and mm-hmm. he's not. I mean, he's got, I mean, it's like I told you today, he's got too much baggage. I mean, he's got too many lawsuits. Everybody knows how he is now. Everybody knows how he conducts business. They don't want no part of that. Disney don't want that. ESPN don't want that. NBC don't want that. Nobody wants a guy in charge that is conducting business like he has done. And, um... And it's not even over with yet. These lawsuits are not over. And um, when they're settled or decided, it's going to be bad for Vince. And um, (laughs) like I told you today, um, anybody that buys this company – why in the hell would you want to agree to let the guy that's kind of running it into the ground stay on and run it if you've just invested all your money into buying it? No, you want to bring in your own people. You want your own people or, like you brought up, maybe 
Stephanie or Triple H, but you don't want Vince. You don't want Vince. I mean, that's the last exactly. guy you want. Mm-hmm. That's the last guy you want. Yeah, and you know, it's it's fun. It's funny, you know, the whole entire front that he's trying to put up here. The fact that oh. Uh, you know, he's, he's only back just for, and they had, you know, they had player meetings, uh, or not player meetings, uh, uh, they had, uh, talent meetings with all the talent this week. And they basically tried to reinforce that Vince is only here just to help with a potential sale and, uh, you know, the, uh, media rights and that he has nothing to do with the on-air product. And, it it's honestly it's very scary when you think about it because Vince he I mean the way he acts the way he thinks he could basically at any point decide you know what I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna basically I mean we we thought that he was gonna that that he he had come to terms with Saudi Arabia yeah. And from the that reports would be, that, would that be, were that would be so stupid. That would be so stupid. And, and from from the from the reports that were put out there, uh, multiple superstars had uh, who uh, remained anonymous uh, were asked about about the situation, and many of them said they would walk out if they uh, you know if the WWE had come to terms with Saudi Arabia, that they would flat out walk out, period. Yeah. Well, as as far as I'll I'll give you I'll give you a little insight from me personally, as far as the business side of this because I've kind of been through this a little bit in the past when I started my business. I worked for a company, um, and what was in management with them and learned the business and got to a point where I thought, damn, yeah, I, I, I could do, I could do this. I could do this for myself. And I went about it the right way, and I got started uh, opening my own business, which was basically, I mean, I, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie about it. It was basically copied off what I learned from that other business, but I end up. I might end up doing pretty good, opening some stores, <clears throat> and then the people I used to work for asked me for a meeting uh, in their home office um, with their uh, with their CEO, who was the daughter of the guy that started the company. Her name's Linda, um, so. I'm like, do I even want to do this? And I thought, well, hell, okay, I'll do it. So 
they sent their plane. They flew me out there, and and uh, I go to their big, big uh, marble laced uh, offices, and uh, I'm meeting with Linda, and uh, not to mention that at a manager's meeting before. I saved her husband from falling out a damn window at a hotel because he was drunk. But anyway, that's another point. Anyway, so I'm I'm sitting there meeting with Linda. She's the CEO, and she knows what I'm doing, and I'm getting going, starting my own company, and she's like, uh, I, uh, I'm proud to see what you're doing. I'm like, well, thank you. And she's like, uh, I want to uh, make you an offer to uh, buy you out. And I'm like, (laughs) Linda, that's really crazy because I thought I was here to make an offer to you to buy you out. (laughs) And uh, that's how it ended. And after that, I grew and grew and grew, and they still do great. I mean, it's still a great company. I don't have nothing against them. They're, I mean, they're they're good. Uh, yeah. But that's the way it is in sports. I mean, that's how it goes. I mean, you have those teams that put it together and they keep doing it every season and keep growing it and growing it. And then you have those others that are still kind of like dinosaurs, like the Patriots that think, oh, well, we can still dictate. And you really can't. You really don't have a voice in it anymore. Yeah. So... It's you know it's it's just uh, one of the things that was brought up, and I was I was listening to uh, I was listening to uh, Jim Cornette earlier today on his uh, his little podcast show that he does on uh, on YouTube, and it kind of struck me a little bit what he said that he's you know he's basically afraid at this point that if the WWE does sell that that will be the end basically of or it'll be the beginning of the end of the professional wrestling industry as we know it. I yeah and and and, and I share I share that opinion. I do. I I I think what's going on with WWE now could end um Wrestling as we know it, as far as what fans yeah. uh, want to see, I think um, depending on what they do, who they sell to, or if they don't sell, I think it could end the business. And all you'll have is... Wow. Tony Khan and AEW. 
and I yeah. can't do it's, that. I, I I can't do that. I, I can't do that. It's a, it's a it's a very scary situation when you think about it. Uh, but you know what? We do have uh, we we do have Chris and we have uh, Alexis joining us on the line. Uh, so I want to get their thoughts. Uh, let's start with the uh, let's start with Chris. What's up? What's going on, Chris? Hey, Chris. What's up, Steve? What's up, Dad? Hey, how you doing? Oh, the sun. Good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yes. Yeah, sorry about last time, y'all. My phone died on me last time I tried to call in. It died on me right mm-hmm. when we got started. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, that's all right. I, I, th- I thought something was odd when, uh, you know, when right when right when yeah. right when you had started talking, and then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, oops, I saw that your number dropped. I was like, huh, that's odd, because uh, you know, nor- yeah. normally, uh, normally. You know, you just uh, you just don't don't call in and then and then drop like that. So I thought something might have happened that maybe perhaps oh. uh, your phone might have died or something, or maybe you didn't have a you know you were in a uh, bad service After area. Me. But uh, let's let's get your thoughts, uh, Chris, on the potential sale that's going on with the WWE right now. Do you think? Uh, like your like your dad believes as well that this could potentially mark the potential beginning of the end of the wrestling industry? I really think it may be the end of the wrestling industry. It's just, I ain't really been, it's been a, it's been a minute since I watched wrestling because I had so much going on. So I really caught up what's going on really. Well, what's going on is basically uh, Vince. Well, originally Vince had to step down due to these uh, sexual har- or these sexual assault lawsuits that had come out against him. Uh, and basically, he had appointed uh, his daughter Stephanie as the new CEO and, or co-CEO with uh, another guy that he had previously brought in to... Uh, I mean, these sale rumors have been going on for quite a while. Uh, you know, a lot of people have felt that maybe perhaps he might sell... Uh, at first when he brought in uh, Nick Khan, uh, totally unrelated to Tony Khan and, and AEW, uh, when he brought in Nick look, Khan look, uh, look, just, originally. Look, look, just, just break, it, break it down real quick. Basically, uh, Vince got caught with his pants down with some lawsuits. He, yeah, he, he was fucking around with some people. And he got sued, and he had to resign and leave. And after he did, um, the company started jumping up with Triple H in charge. They started doing good. But Vince didn't like that because of his ego. He's jealous. He said, well, fuck that. I'll come back, and I'll sell the son of a bitch. I'll sell it. That's where and we're And this at. is why this is why Stephanie stepped down too. Even <clears throat> when she said screw it. Yeah, that that's yep. where we're at. Right. That's where we're yep. at. And not just that, uh there was a report out there that said that Vince that or that not Vince, uh that Triple H and Stephanie both had opposed the idea of a sale 
and that's partially why Stephanie ended up stepping away like she like she uh, just did, where where she resigned. You know, she's uh, not only did she step down from the company, she stepped down from the board and everything. She's she has no affiliation with the WWE anymore, basically, except well, being Vince's daughter. <clears throat> well, why? Why would you want to sell if that's going to be your company, and 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 it's your family company? It's not you. It's your grandfather. It's your father. It's your family. Why would you want to sell it? Hell, since they right. this all this old this old wrestling stuff all around Roman Reigns, let him run the show. Screw it. There he got the belt for two and a half years. <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, though, what they have going on with Roman, though, is literally the best thing that they've had in years, period. Like, the whole Bloodline story uh, and the whole Bloodline faction that they've had, uh, you know, the past couple of years, oh. you know, every everybody has absolutely loved it. You know, uh, some people yeah, kind of compared Steve, it to... Steve. Steve, the thing with that is, the thing with that is, normally WWE fans they don't like someone having a title or being in control for a really, really long length of time. But if you look at the bloodline, you look at Roman. I don't know. They're they're up over two years now, and the WWE fan base are like. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. They don't yeah. want them to lose. Yeah, and not just not I just know that they don't, but I sure addition, hell do. <laughs> the addition of the addition of uh, of uh, Sami Zayn has also added to it as well. The fact that uh, they brought in Sami Zayn and they're making him, you know, an honorary us, an honorary USO, and everything, and. Uh, sure. You know, a lot of people believe that's actually added to the hilarity of the uh, well, of the well, stable they made, as well. They made, they, made, they made a couple of moves that worked. I meant they brought Sammy in, which was great. Um, they've got yeah. Paul E., which is great. And they brought in Soko, which is great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely they, – they have finally – uh, found one faction for the first time since, quite frankly, Evolution or the Shield yep. that have actually that have actually uh, had sticking power and that have been able to actually draw. Like, uh, and, like and you know, and the you know, have. you know, when they open the show, when they open the show, Steve, you can tell in the first five minutes how the crowd is, because when they open a show and they go to the ring and Roman gets the mic, no matter what city they're in, and he says, acknowledge me, crowd goes nuts. They love it. They love it. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get, let's get Alexis's uh, point uh, or uh, thoughts on this. Alexis, what are your thoughts on Vince potentially selling the company and almost 
selling the company to Saudi Arabia uh, this past week. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'd probably watch for maybe a week or two to see if it it's still any good. And if it starts going downhill, I'd end up just turning it off. I I already barely pay attention, and I'm looking at highlights of some of the feeds that I I like. But I'll end up unsubscribing from where I I get the clips and be like, all right, well, WWE's gone, wrestling's done. I don't care too much for AEW, so yeah, I'll end up sticking to. One of my old managers will only ever talk about Marvel instead of Marvel and wrestling. I mean, I got to be perfectly honest. You know, if they, of course, Saudi Arabia is one of the, uh, you know, one of the many suitors that they have available, uh, including the con. The cons apparently are trying to find somebody uh, to pair up with uh, to. Right. And to basically share ownership of the company, potentially, if they were to buy it. Uh, if they were to sell to Saudi Arabia, I can't in good conscience continue to watch the company, to continue yeah, to watch no, the product. No, and it, it, Especially knowing that, I know what, for sure Sami Zayn would be gone. And who else would be gone? Because well, I know they're gone. Probably, Well, they said they said that uh, they didn't name any names, but a majority of the yeah. talent would threaten to walk out. Basically, right. was the understanding that was given. If the, I, I guarantee that Sami Zayn is definitely a hundred percent gone. Yeah. If Saudi Arabia ends up coming yeah. to an yeah. agreement with Vince, Sami Zayn is a hundred percent gone because he's you know he's part Syrian and. Right. We know that the Saudi Arabians and Syrians don't really have a good relationship. Uh, right. So that's, why, that's why he's Steve. never been at any of the Saudi shows. Steve has, Steve, has anyone brought up the point that initially when the WWE started doing business with uh, in Saudi Arabia, they did not want females in the ring. Right. They did right. That's right. And right. and 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 over a year or two they bended and we we had a few we've had a few FIFA. What happens if Saudi Arabia gets control? Are the females all out of a job? You know I'd say a good group of them. It's hard to tell because uh, with the with the, uh, the 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 Saudi Arabian group that was named as being the uh, the you know the group representing Saudi Arabia, from what was said, is that basically, I mean, it would be different, you know, if they were running multiple shows in Saudi Arabia, like if they decided. Through the United States, we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, shows exclusive to Saudi Arabia. It would be different if it was that. I think because of the fact that uh, the company would probably still remain in the United States. I mean, obviously, yeah, they could decide no, we're not gonna have any any women uh, anymore. Or if if we are, they're gonna they're gonna you know be they can't be scantily clothed 
anymore. Uh, and they'll have to wrestle in full full on body suits and and stuff like that. Uh, I got I got I got news for you. I got news for you. If if Saudi Arabia ends up owning the WWE, you can forget all forget of it. your. You can forget all of your so-called. Well, maybe they'll do this. Maybe they'll do that. You can forget it. Mm-hmm. You can forget it. It will be a Saudi Arabia company, and you can forget the women. You can forget Vince. You can forget Triple H. You can forget Stephanie. You can forget everybody because they will own it and they will do what they want to with it. And it won't even it it won't even be a national company anymore. No, no. It'll basically be this will basically be Vince uh, essentially selling out, basically cashing out yeah. all of his chips and everything uh, to the. You know, the, here's the here's the big thing that kind of made me think a little bit uh, is the fact that. There was a rumor going around as well that they may try to make the company go private again, and the reason being because uh, the owners of private companies cannot be investigated, supposedly. So this could be his way of, of trying to duck any investigations into his, uh, into his behavior all, uh, over all the years. I mean, I don't know. There's ob- obviously there. There's just many, many routes that this could go, wow. but it's it just uh, it just does not. Uh, wow. Not, uh, none of Damn. these none of these routes honestly turn out good. Damn. Damn. W- was he open or was he open? He was open. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was open. He was open to you guys. Good God, there wasn't nobody in the same county with him. <laughs> well, hey, well, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the game, Jacksonville. Uh, nice of yeah. you to, uh, nice of you to join uh, the festivities. I wish I, still, I bet Trevor Lawrence is wishing. They, they still Trevor they still Lawrence giving me flashbacks to Tony Ono. They still, they still <laughs> gonna pull it out and win. Just watch. You know, you know well. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that you bring that up, Chris. He does have a little bit of a. He is a little reminiscent of Tony Romo, with how Romo would get off to yep. such poor starts. No. Oh no, man, Trevor. Jack, Jack, Jacksonville's still gonna win this game. And I got, <laughs> I got to say one thing. I have, I got to give props to Brock Purdy. That boy is bad. Two positions. Ooh yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. We brought this up earlier, Chris. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Uh, If Brock does what, and I don't think uh, maybe anybody that knows on this uh, on this call could tell could could uh, could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I don't think 
there's been a single Mr. Irrelevant that has led a team to a Super Bowl win in their first year. So if Brock Purdy is able to do this, there can't be any sort of controversy for next year's starting quarterback in San Francisco, would there? Mm, probably not so. because I I like watching Brock Purdy the way he plays, and I'm I'm yeah. putting my picks in right now. It's going to be the Niners and the Bills in the Super Bowl, and that will be one hell of a game. It will, that's for sure. Oh, I hope so. I hope it's the Bills. I really hope it's the Bills because I would love to see uh, that uh, you know that that narrative that Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, is the modern-day version of the greatest of all time. I would just love to see it. I would love yeah. to see hey, Pat Mahomes. I, uh, I, I could never I could never call Patrick Mahomes the greatest of all time. He has one Super Bowl ring, one. And Brady right. has seven. And I hope to God they beat the Cowboys this week. If not, I'm going to be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I have two different bets on that game right now. And I picked the Buccaneers, so I'm with you on that one. Yeah, because I just can't stand. The only person I like on the Cowboys is Micah Parsons. Eat, eat. I don't like that. I don't like them. No. Yeah, I got, you know, I just, I think with, with, the, with the Super Bowl matchup, I mean, you you look at it like this. If Buffalo wins, it'll be. I mean, honestly, have they even won a Super Bowl? No, Steve, I don't think so. Steve, 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 a very good question for all of our callers um, What's that? and everyone listening in all over the world. Um, in in the AFC, um, I mean, it's, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's Cincinnati. So everyone that's on here, um, what do you, who, who do you pick? Kansas City, Cincinnati, or Buffalo? Yeah, I, I'm incredibly biased on this question. If it ain't yeah, Buffalo, of course I you are, Alexa. Cincinnati, do it. I think I honestly think it would be Buffalo because we've seen it happen yeah. on multiple occasions where there's one sort of event that pull that brings a team together and pulls, you know, it, 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 it basically gives them inspiration. Like uh, the Bru- the Boston Bruins almost did it in 2013 when the Boston bombings happened and they, they went all the way to the Stanley cup though. They did lose, but they made it all the way to the Stanley cup final uh, the Boston Red Sox that year, they won. They won the World Series after David yep. Ortiz's uh, huge speech that he gave at Fenway, where he went, "This is our fucking city," and other stuff like that. You know, it's entirely possible that maybe, perhaps, the situation that happened with Demar Hamlin may have united them even further. So. Yeah, I would yeah. not rule. I, did. I would not rule out Buffalo in the uh, in the Super Bowl potentially this year for the AFC. 
Yeah, so Lou, every, everybody else, what do you think? Do you think that's going to be a a huge motivational factor for Buffalo with, with oh, Hamlin? I think so. Oh, they're doing it for I, him. I think of course so. it's gotta be huge. It's gotta be a big motivation. You know, it's gonna it's gonna spark it's gonna spark him up. They're doing this for him. So it's all it's you know the proof is all right there. And and you think no and you question. think that you think that'll get them to the Super Bowl? Well, I think this is Buffalo's year, even before uh Hamlet's can, injury. Can they, They've been can they all be, year. They're due. I mean, I mean, this is going to sound crazy when I ask you: Can they beat Kansas City? Because they beat them three straight. <laughs> they beat them, they three, beat them three straight times. But can they, they can beat, beat Kansas City again? Yeah, I know. I think they'll beat them. They could do it because it's going to be at a neutral field. It's they can do it. Okay. Hmm. I think it's I think it's definitely possible. Uh you know, oh, I obviously do too. Kansas City I, do too. I think Kansas City will obviously have the refs on their side because you know Roger Goodell is so in love with uh with Patrick Mahomes to the point of where they're going to give him the MVP trophy apparently this year even though uh there's been others who are uh who are deserving of it. They're going to immediately automatically give it to uh to Patrick Mahomes because he's even in the running, you know, the magic man, as he's referred to on TV. Uh, you know, it's, I would just love to see him, to see his smug ass lose. So that I, it would, it would just be, it would be so hilarious to watch it, to watch it happen. If, if he were yeah. to, uh, to be bested by, uh, by Josh Allen this year. Or Joe yeah, Burrow, I mean, I mean, I mean, we all we all are saying uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati, but what if Baltimore? What if Baltimore says, uh, "I don't think so, Cincinnati." Mm. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati has they're missing three offensive linemen, but. I don't know Buffalo without without Lamar yeah. Jackson. I mean they they they've barely struggled just to get through these last couple of weeks without Lamar Jackson, and now Tyler Huntley uh, is listed as questionable, and chances are he's probably not going to be able to play. So they're going to be on their third string quarterback. Okay, and, you heard it. You heard it. You heard yeah. it here first. You heard it here first. Baltimore may not win the game, but they will cover that spread. They will right. cover that spread. I mean, I don't like them. I, I, honestly, I can't really stand Baltimore because mm-hmm. I don't like Harbaugh, but they will cover that right. spread. Yeah, I could see, I could see them covering. I mean, the spread was when when Tim put it out, it was seven. It's now risen up to eight and a half right now. So I think it's possible that they could definitely cover. Yeah. 
You know, uh, uh, kind of a kind of a big question. Kind of a big question here with Lamar Jackson entering free agency. What does this injury that was dumb do to his uh, do to his uh, his stock in free agency? Well, the 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 thing with him is he really don't have any control over it yet because they can uh, put the uh, yeah they they can put the franchise tag on him. For a year, right? I mean, yeah, they, yep. they, technically they could, but uh, it's up to him to even sign it. So, you know, for all we know, he may not even sign it. Yeah. Well, and and, and the rumors, the rumors out of Baltimore is everyone there, coaches, players, everyone thought he could have played this week, and he didn't. Soft. He's he's soft. Then I'm sorry if if he could. Well, I don't if, I don't if, know if you'd say he's soft. I think he's bitter. I think he's bitter. Um. He he and he and and the other thing about him is he doesn't have an agent to mm-hmm. to to instruct him and tell him what's going on. He represents himself, so he gets no advice from anywhere else. Yeah, so he he's basically his own. Yeah, he's his own agent. Then. Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean an agent, a mate, an agent might tell you. Yeah. You know. You know you're quite handling this right. We should do it this way. But if you don't have an agent, um, I mean you're doing what yeah. you know what you want to do based off of your thoughts and your ego. Right. Right. And I mean he may have been betting on himself, but it's. Right now, you know, I, I don't know of any team that would probably dish out the money that he wants. Oh, I'm now. sure that I'm sure I'm sure there's some teams that would do it. I'm sure there are. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Jim, I mean, I, that's that's what you need in the NFL. You got to have a coach. You gotta have a quarterback. Yeah. That's the two yep. things you need. Right. By the way, we do have a, a little bit of news I want to bring up here uh, from out of the UFC, and you know, uh, Jim, me, and you had this huge thing with JB yesterday of is this Dana White? <laughs> is this not Dana White? Um, <laughs> But uh, Dana White has officially announced that the UFC has released the pound-for-pound number one fighter in the world, heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou, and they will not match any offer that he's given. And instead, John Jones and Cyril Gane will now fight for the undisputed heavyweight championship in March. Okay, who who wants to be the first to start the violin as if we don't give a shit? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I guess I guess I guess I'll get I guess I'll get that uh I'll get that sound bite for next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving moving on then. Um <laughs> Well, here's another one, Jim. Uh, since we want to talk about uh, we want to talk about violins, um, how about why don't we talk about Trevor Story, likely to now miss yeah. anywhere from four to six months, or maybe even up to a year. Uh, he's with out right for the year. Surgery. He's out for the year. Now, yeah. and now. And now the Red Sox are stuck with either Kike Hernandez or uh, what's what's his name, whatever the hell his name is, Christian Arroyo, as their shortstop. Yeah, or bring up Mayer, which they should do. But uh, but that that's the Red Sox. I mean, yeah. If if you if you want to. Talk dysfunctional. Just bring up the Red Sox. I, 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 if I'm being perfectly honest, Jim, apparently they knew about this when they knew about his problems when they first signed him. If that's the case, why don't you have him get the surgery immediately after signing him? Right. Or. Or, or even more, when he started, when he first had the problems this past year, why not just have him make him have the surgery, and then he would be ready in time for this for this uh, upcoming season. Because, because that would make because that would make sense. And Boston Red Sox management never makes sense. No, unfortunately not. They never they never make sense. They never make sense whatsoever to the point of where uh, to the point of where they're they basically well we saw what what they did with Xander Bogarts, where they lowballed him by giving him oh okay we'll give you a one year thirty million dollar offer uh, during spring training and. Obviously, he's looking for a long-term deal. And apparently, from what was said, uh, they didn't come anywhere close to what the Padres offered him. Then we have Rafael Devers. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, like we said last week, it took fans booing John Henry at Fenway Park last week or uh, during the Winter Classic uh, between his hockey team and the Boston Bruins for him to apparently wake up and decide, wow, these guys actually really hate me. I guess I better <laughs> yeah. go, I guess I better go and, uh, and up my offer to Rafael Devers again. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, you know. Maybe that's what did it. I don't know. I I don't which know. By, which, by but the way, I, I guess I Rafael. 
I I don't I don't think it's gonna be a long term thing where he's like, Oh, let's go spend and spend and he ain't gonna do that. No, he won't. Uh one thing I did one thing I did uh I did listen to though, Rafael Devers had said that uh when the, they actually came down to visit him in the Dominican Republic in December, I think it was. And Henry initially offered him a deal of, of around $300 million or something like that. And Devers initially turned it down. Yeah. So apparently then is where they finally actually started to get serious about extending Devers. Which I mean, let's be perfectly honest. He's probably if he hit the open market, he probably would have gotten more potentially uh, than what yeah. the Sox actually gave him. Yeah, probably, probably. When got it? Yeah, when when so. I when I saw when I saw the deal, my first thought was he could have got more than that. Way more. I mean, we're, we, sure. we were probably looking at potential Aaron Judge numbers, and Judge but, put up well, but, put up huge but I'm, numbers. I'm glad he I'm glad he took it, but I thought he could have got more, and maybe that says something about Rafi. You know, maybe that says something about him. Well, it's basically like you know, give me a reasonable offer, and you know, I'll resign. Don't. Insult me, basically. Yeah, I think is what he's uh, is is what his big uh, his big deal is. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't it wasn't an insult. It was a good deal. It was it was a it was a it was a really good deal. So they didn't yeah. insult him. Um, but I still That's think it, I still think if he went free agency, he would have got more. But I'm glad. He handled it like he did. He obviously wanted to stay in Boston. He obviously wanted to stay in Boston. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's it's clear it's clear as day that uh, the fact that he probably could have made more on the open market, but he still decided to sign uh, at the terms that that they had agreed to. Yeah, you know the Dodgers. Yankees, Padres, Braves, um, Angels, you know those teams would have gave him more. Right. I don't know. They most de- they most definitely would have given him more. Uh I mean hell. If so so you gotta if, you gotta give you gotta give kudos to Rappy. I mean he got paid, but he could have got paid more and he said, "No, I'm I, I'm gonna take what I'm gonna get here because I want to stay here." Right. So, kudos to Raffy. Kudos to him. All right, we do have uh, we do have JB joining us for the after show, uh, the uh, the final hour of the show. Uh, yeah. How's it going, JB? Hey, it's it's going all right here. Okay. How's it going? How's it going, JB? You doing you doing all right? Yeah. 
I'm doing Good. I'm doing all right. Good. Christopher I'm Christopher, just... are you Christopher, are you still out there? Yep. All right. JB's on here now. Holla at J B. <laughs> yeah. What's up, J B? Yeah, like I know like I know anything that's uh going on. <laughs> well, you you just you just you I mean I mean you've been I don't know how many years you've been with me, but um you just had my son holla at you. Um and I mean yeah. you know him all the way back to when he was a kid. When he was just a a little fart. Yeah. <laughs> Hey now, yeah. come on, JB. No, right. I mean, I mean, hey, hey, Chris, I wasn't that bad. Truth. Come you on, were, I wasn't you that were bad. Just a, you were just a little fart when he knew you. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I I remember, um, you know, pictures that were sent to me when, um, you know, uh, when Chris was at. Uh, all doing uh you know zip line and stuff yeah uh, i think it was that, his that mother was a, that christopher you remember that that was a church retreat that was a yeah. long time ago we're probably talking maybe what <laughs> 17 years i mean I, hell, I, man it, in it, a month it, i'm gonna be 28 years old in a month i'm getting <laughs> old god <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every time you say that, Christopher, it makes me older. <laughs> well, Chris, 28. I thought you were 42, Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, if I am 42, I'm the best looking 42 year old in men, Ali. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, J, yeah, JB. Yeah, I. you're right about all of that, JB. It was. Uh, I mean, I, that's a good memory. It might have been uh, like about right. 2007, maybe 2008. I don't know. But I remember his um, mom sending me the pictures, and I actually emailed you and said, you know, uh, you know, Jim, or I said, uh, game. Is this, uh, you know, is is it okay? And you yeah. said, hey, you know, if his mother, you know, sent you the pictures, it's okay. I'm not going to, uh, you know. Yeah, that that's how that's how I've always been. I've always been like that um, with him back when he was he was early on. Um, if his mom. Said it was okay. It was okay uh, with with pictures. It was okay with me. And then later yeah. on in life with JJ, if she says it's okay, it's okay. And uh, yeah, and 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 you're right, JB. Uh, way back then, way back then, she said it was okay. So with me, it was okay. Yeah, and I remember uh, emailing you, and. Uh, that was after I got to know you a little bit more, and I knew that yeah. you and your family 
uh, were like, uh, you know, taking a, oh, how can I say it? You weren't really, uh, oh, especially, especially uh, Chris's mom. You know, you guys are not actually, uh, you know, out in the spotlight. You're kind of taking a, uh, you know, stepping back a little bit. And I wasn't really. Well, uh, I mean, I mean it's, can... it's, all, it's, all, it's always been that way because it's always been the belief that you don't want to put a whole lot out there on the Internet. Because of all the uh, crazed people, the stalkers, uh, the troublemakers, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't even and and I'll I'll say this tonight, and I don't even know that 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 Christopher knows this, but at one point, when you were at Marvel Academy, Christopher, um, yeah, I had. I had a phone call from uh um God, I can't remember first name, but Miss Schaffhauser. It was Luke's Luke's mother, you know, her from um the Academy. Beth. Beth Schaffhauser. Yep. She she called me and she said, Jim, we we got somebody that we 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 have no idea who they are and they're asking about Christopher's schedule. You know what he has each each part of the day, and this and that. And I'm like, Beth, what, what the hell? And she's like, That's why I'm calling you, Jim. And uh, and and it and it got to the point where it was like, you know, the school, the school started blocking that stuff, and it was just some ignorant asshole that didn't like me on the internet that was trying to target my family and trying to target my son. And I don't think I've ever told you that, Christopher. And I remember, uh, Jim, I remember one time, this is before, uh, this is before that, that I didn't know that you and your family kind of, you know, kept things, uh, you know, uh, out of the, you know, spotlight. And I, I wasn't really uh, used to that. And I started, uh, you know, saying some things. And you actually got to uh, berating me, saying... Don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't do this. What the, you know, what, what, the, what the hell are you uh, doing? And I didn't, yeah. you know, I wasn't used to that. And yeah. then it got, and then after, uh, you know, a couple of years, I kind of thought, well, you know, hey, this family is, you know, taking a backseat. Don't say anything. Because even yeah, we, when those... we just we just, we we just we always have wanted to be private and only yeah. release what we, what we release. Um, and Christopher can tell you this. Christopher, do you remember? Do you remember the time when the guy from M- 
MTV uh, named Tosh. Do you remember? Do you remember yep. when he wa- yep. he wanted yep. to do a show with me? Yep. Yeah. Oh man. And 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 you and you remember what happened? Um, you, I mean, I remember you were like, "Oh my God, yes, yes, Daddy, do it, do it, yes, yes." And you remember, <laughs> you remember, you remember Moe. You remember Moe oh, was yep. like, ah, "I don't, I don't know about this." And then um, I think at the time I was wasn't I with Brenda at that time with Brenda Lowe? And and I talked to her about it, and she was like, Jim, you know he's going to want to find out contacts are, who you're talking to, who your sources are. He's going to want to film that stuff. And uh-huh. and uh, I went back to Tosh and MTV, and I said, um, I can't do this if you want to. If you want to film a screenshot or whatever of who I talked to and who I got my information from, I can't do that. And they didn't want to go back on that. They wanted that to be part of the show. And I remember explaining to you, Christopher, I remember telling you, that's why I wasn't going to take the deal because they wanted me to expose people I didn't want to expose. Huh. So and and after I uh emailed you when uh Chris's mom sent me those pictures, I remember you uh emailing me back. It was either an email or you uh you know, said something on the uh, group, and I think it was an email, and you said, whatever you do, do not uh, show anybody else those pictures. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I said, I promise I will not show show anybody else those uh, pictures. Yeah, and 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 Christopher understands that. He he knows he knows yeah. how private we are. He knows how the whole family is private. He he understands that. But I don't I don't I didn't know if he remembered about the whole Tosh thing how it came down. I know I knew that he remembered about the offer because he was so excited. <laughs> He wanted to yeah. be old Tosh. <laughs> 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 but then when I especially it, it especially it, remember how Moe was at the icy hot, that had been funny as hell on Tosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like. But then when I explained what the deal was, it was like, oh shit. <laughs> one one now, other I remember, thing I want to. One other thing I want to ask is uh, Steve Kent on? Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm not. I'm not here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, one of the other reasons one of the other reasons that I called was to uh, apologize to both of you for uh, 
you know, what I, uh, you know, for what I posted on, uh, you know, uh, Sports Whispers. Oh, right, about the uh, about the Dana White stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a game. Uh-oh, wait. I mean, it's kind of, to be to be real honest, JB. It's kind of hard to not to mistake Dana White uh, a cue ball like that for, uh, you know, <laughs> for anybody else. Well, I mean, JB, 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 Like I told Steve, in all honesty, I thought at first you were just joking around. I just thought you you knew it was him, and you were just joking around, having fun with it. Well, to be honest, if you compare that particular video with uh, a video that I just saw on YouTube where he... Where he said, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to, uh, you know, uh, you know, support, you know, I don't want anybody, any support or anything like that. Uh, if you look at, if you look at his head and his uh, body and everything like that, it's totally different than the um, video that was on sports whispers then again then again i did i actually did uh a google search on dana white and it showed that he only weighs 196 pounds and i thought wow and that's that, that's why that's why I apologize to you guys because at first I thought that's no no way it looks like him from facial things but I was looking at his forehead and everything and I thought there's no way his forehead's a <laughs> two hey 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 guess what what. Jacksonville just scored a wow. touchdown. Yeah, too. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they're even still in this right now. The way right. that, yeah. the way that uh, that this entire game, you know, th- that the the way that they started out, I w- I'm surprised right now that they're still Aren't in we this. All? Yeah, I, I think we all are. And I, I actually oh, picked I'm, Jacksonville too. I, I, uh, oh, I, I, I actually love it. I, I, I love seeing it play out like this. But uh, nobody yeah, thought that. Uh, but but JB, I mean the the thing is uh, with with all of that with uh, Dana White. I mean, you 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 handled you handled it like a man. It was like. You you had your thoughts and you dug in and and that was great and then it was all over. You were like, okay, all right, I get it. <laughs> it really was him. So, 
I mean, everything was cool. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, you told me, hey, if you do a, you know, Google search on him, you'll find out. <laughs> and I have I have never actually done a search on Dana White, to be honest with you. And after I did and found out that he lost, uh, you know, his weight and his doctors uh, said he needed to lose that weight, uh, you know, for health reasons. And I thought, he only weighs 196 pounds now? I was floored. And I thought, I got to get on there and tell them that I am sorry. You know, you know, you know me after all these years, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm going to say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the two things about, that's the two things about you, JB is one you really, really back your opinion. And number two, if you're wrong, you do say, hey, I I was wrong. (laughs) Yep. And like I said, I'm sorry for saying, uh, you know, that I'm sorry for being wrong. Uh, I'm sorry for saying that uh, you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I you know I should have checked that out before I was going to post it. I mean, there was no way I was going to post that if I didn't think it was right. And I really didn't see that on. Um, oh, I don't I, I don't go on Twitter anymore. And yeah. I did look on uh, YouTube, and I saw that same video and I thought well and that's when I did the uh, search and that's when I uh, you know uh, apologized to both of you so yeah yeah I know everything's all cool <laughs> alright look it's, it's uh, yeah. 30 yeah Chargers right now, 324 left, and Jacksonville is getting the ball back. Can Trevor Lawrence lead them down and win this playoff game? Yes. (laughs) If we've seen anything in the second – if we've seen the second half of this season with how Trevor Lawrence has performed – when he has momentum, he he take, he capitalizes most of the time on that momentum. I would not be surprised at all if they, Lou, if they Lou, can, what, uh, Lou, what do you, Lou, what do you think? You think he's going mean, to lead him to? You think he's going to lead him to the win? He might. I mean, this is quite a comeback that guys are making. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think, JB? I don't know. I to to tell you the truth, I really haven't been uh watching um like I like I should have. Uh wife and I were 
doing uh, other things, and mm-hmm. I was uh, oh, mess- oh, I know, I know what that is. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I think I thought, "Whoa, what's going on?" I got, uh, I picked, uh, I thought I picked Jacksonville. And I thought, well, they're I know losing. I, I know but, I picked them. I know I picked them. Oh, um, I, and I and I thought, oh well, if they get beat, <laughs> they get oh, beat. Oh, hey, the the thing yeah, is, the they're only down by two. All they need is a field goal. What do you what do you I think, know Christopher? It. Christopher, what do you think? Can he, can all can they got to do is run, 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 and. Run the ball till you get in field goal range and hope to get out of bounds. I mean, we Keep could be looking running. at the Schottenheimer. We we could be looking at the Schottenheimer curse potentially uh, rearing its head right now for uh, for yeah. LA. Oh, this uh, if if Jacksonville is able to do this, man, oh man. Uh oh. Hey. What what do you, what do you think? Can you see Jacksonville winning thirty one thirty? Oh man! Yes, if they do that, not turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. And wasn't exactly. it twenty seven and nothing at one time? It was yeah, yeah. twenty seven. It was twenty seven. Yeah, it nothing. was. Oh, hey, and go back to that one game where Indianapolis was thirty three to thirty three to nothing. What happened? Yeah. Exactly. Oh man! Look, look at look, look at them! Look at them! They moving the ball! They moving the ball! Clip that! They getting they getting closer to field goal range. I hey, hope Jim, we do have Ohio State. Uh, he'll shank it. Jim, we do have a uh, we do have some MLB uh, news. It looks like Trey Mancini's finally found his uh, team. Two-year deal with the Cubs includes an opt-out after year one. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how my dad does it, but he said the team going to win the game. They wind up winning the fucking game. <laughs> and they do. Oh, he's leading it. You know what yeah. it is? He's leading but, it. Yeah, I, I, just, uh, I, I just don't put it together in our game's gridiron game because I don't pay much yeah. attention to it. Until it gets down to the last, you know, three or four weeks, um, right? I I, right. I should really pay more 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 attention to it week to week, and I think I'd do a lot better. Uh, honestly, honestly, no uh, you know the char- the Chargers have really suffered this game from uh, from Herbert. You know, Herbert only has one touchdown. Like no no picks mm-hmm. but just one touchdown. You know he hasn't really. I wouldn't really consider this an mm. A performance by Herbert compared to what we compared to what we've seen out of him previously. And by the way, Jacksonville uh, on ESPN's uh, predicted uh, thing. Jacksonville now has a fifty-seven point four percent win probability. Yep, they 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 still need a few more yards. They need to it run the ball, high. run the clock, and hopefully the Chargers use their last time out. 
Let me it see. went as high as 98.5% the Chargers had. All you need is a Okay, okay. Oh. Now, First down. now they, now First they down. may, now they may be in range. It's Third questionable, down. but they may be in range. Right. Well, who's wait a minute? Who's their kicker? Lambo. Oh my God! Here we go. Oh. God. Fourth and no, one. No, their you kicker is it? Patterson. Fourth and one. Do you go for it or do you kick the field goal? Uh, how far how, 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 how much would that be? I kick the, kick the field goal. How no, much is that up the Trevor. What would that be? Fifty-five. They're no, they're do going. Take it the Trevor. Take it. Sneak it. They're going. They're going for it. They're going for it. Sneak it, baby. Oh, boy, Sneak why it. Why not? I mean, you uh, do have FPN. They took a time. They thinking about it. You do have you do have FPN. Who could who could just plow his way through or do a quarterback sneak? With Trevor, Trevor is big ass. The field goal is too far. That would that would be a long field goal. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could use a few more yards. Sneak it. I think I would. I think I would. I think I would put a couple. I think I'd put a couple of big ass backs behind him, and sneak it, and have them push his ass for that first down. Yeah. He better sneak it because I got Jacksonville on my pick. They better sneak that son bitch. I swear. I got Jacksonville too. Right, right. I think I think I got Jacksonville as well. I got to take a look. I'm pretty I, sure. I'm pretty, I pretty sure I have. Look at it. Pretty sure I have Jacksonville. Oh, look I, at it. I, 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 I kind of, I kind of think that's a first down. Sneak <laughs> it. They're gonna win yeah, this I got damn Jacksonville. game. They I don't believe. They are gonna win this damn game. <laughs> this might be the best game of the month. Here, you're picking my Powerball. Here he goes. Oh. oh my God. They, if they kick this field goal, Christopher, you, me, and JJ all get this game right. <laughs> well, guess what? Don't turn the fuck over. Don't turn it over. Damn it. Dougie, as, you're in field goal range. Just run the ball now. Run it, 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 run Well, here's here's the question. Okay. Hey, like like I told you, like I told you, son. If if they do this, you get it, I get it, JJ gets it. We all pick the question, Dad. Do you run the ball (laughs) until the clock gets a field goal, or do you say fuck it and go to the end zone? (laughs) Field goal. Just go for the field goal. I for sure. Don't take any chances. I would kick kick the oh. kick the goddamn okay, field goal. They 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 said fuck it, we are gonna kick it right now. <laughs> oh, Three seconds left. Don't Here we go, guys. Don't you think it? Oh, they're don't gonna ice it. it. They'll ice it. 
Here we go. Oh, Here we go. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. You guys ready? Jacksonville. Do they win? Jacksonville. I'm about 40 seconds behind you guys. <laughs> 30, 36 yards. Jacksonville. 36 yard field goal okay, attempt well, coming okay. up. And the sophomore uh, kicker. And, and LA, LA called a timeout. They're trying to That's freeze him. Yeah, but he ain't going to kick the routine. I mean, come on, it's soft. only 36 yards. That's almost a DAT. We've seen we've seen kicks like that get missed though. Kicks that that should yeah, be yeah, but that my dad could have uh, made that field go. He he, hey, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, he's gonna nail this what? shit. He's gonna nail this shit. So we got a my second dad can one kick, My dad can kick this. Well, my dad can kick this. Wait a minute, the Chargers are and okay. Yeah, never mind. That is the win. Jacksonville. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Oh Jason man! Acknowledge me. Everybody that ruled them oh, out defense. after the first half. And hello, <laughs> the Jaguars have won it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Don't yeah. believe it. Oh my wow. God! <laughs> wow. Oh man. I be. Hey, Shut that's up. a point for me, baby. I'll take it. Anyway, I can tell you. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's a point Chris, for me, we all, too. Chris, we, Chris I, we all hit it. You hit it. I hit it. JJ hit it. We all hit it. Yep. yep. You're making my pitch from now on out, too. I wow. Don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, I my God. It, it went right. all the way from 27 to nothing to 31 yeah. to 30. <laughs> to 31 to 30. Oh, man. I'll be damned. Uh, oh damn. my God! I, I don't know what. Let me down. look at my. Oh I, my God! I had Jaguars as well. I do not want to see the Bengals play this kind of game tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, well, if the Bengals play, JB, JB, I'm just going to tell you, tell you really honestly, I think the Bengals are in for a. Rough game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm Jim has, I'm has, thinking has, the same thing. Jim has, but I want Jim them to, said, I want them to beat the Ravens like uh, they haven't been beaten before. Yeah, Jim. Jim, Tim just said the Chargers should just leave Staley on the tar- on the tarmac at this point. <laughs> Uh, shoot. Thinking the same thing you are. <laughs> the Schottenheimer curse strikes again. Schottenheimer I can't curse. Believe it. <laughs> and tomorrow, I think the Bills Dolphins game probably gonna be ugly. Oh, it'll be ugly in one in one way, a complete one sided yeah. way. It'll be ugly. Ugly as sin. Uh, I ever saw it. Yeah, we oh got Steve we, Steve. we Steve. We got about twenty five minutes left. Uh, yeah. Talk about the games coming up tomorrow and tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. Or, or got, no, uh, not tomorrow night, but Monday night. Right. 
because we we do have, we do have a pretty uh, a pretty stacked uh, lineup for the rest of the week. Uh, Dolphins and Bills at one o'clock wow. tomorrow. Uh, right now, Buffalo is favored by. So I, I know they opened up at nine and a half. It's now thirteen and a half. And I mean, wow. let's, let's be perfectly honest. Let's be perfectly honest. Do we really think that? Miami with a third string quarterback is going to uh hey, listen, is going to make this, this uh, by 27 nothing I think anything is possible here Amen Amen a, a third string quarterback though I mean it just Dana Wall and Tyreek need to be on this shit tomorrow Well yeah they better hope they better hope that both Waddle and Tyree have uh you know, have probably the biggest games of their of their whole season if they if they even want to have a chance. Because I got to tell you, you know, it's it it, it, it could potentially get ugly with very the, quickly. Uh, with, with, oh, exactly, very quickly with uh, with how with how with how stacked Buffalo is compared to Miami. It's and Vikings just, watch out tomorrow too. Vikings, they could get upset too by the Giants now. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is exactly this is exactly what I said uh, to my friends this past week that Kirk Cousins, if he's not playing at one o'clock, he sucks. Yep. If he's not playing at one o'clock, for some reason, it's like he's allergic to the closer you get to prime time, the worse he gets. Yeah. So I would not be surprised at all if, uh, if he fumbles if he fumbles their season away once again. And looking at uh, looking at the injury report, uh, looking at the injury report, this could be pretty big. Uh, Miami will be without their lead running back Raheem Mostert, who they've used in quite a few different scenarios. For big uh, for big yards, uh, let's see. Obviously, Tua is out with a concussion. Bridgewater is questionable with his uh, with his right finger. Although odds are that it's probably going to be Thompson that's going to be the quarterback, and not uh, and not Bridgewater. And let me look real quick. Uh, they may be without their one of their one of their tackles, Liam Eichenberg, who is doubtful with a hand injury. And not to mention mm-hmm. Bradley Chubb was also limited this week as well on the defense. Uh, so, I mean, just just be real. Buffalo is going to blow them out. They're going to blow them out. Well, obviously, yeah. Well, yeah. we all. Think I that, mean. But- I, uh, well, it's it's not that we just think that. It's I mean, come on. You take a look at both teams. I'm so, I'm sorry, but t- take a look. You know, take a look at both lineups. Who has the more? Who has more weapons? I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, Miami may have two better receivers in Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but other than that, I mean, Buffalo basically has them beat at everything else. Nope. Yeah, who, 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 who's who's going to throw those guys a pass? 
It just sucks Buffalo exactly. got Mike Hyde or Von Miller. That just sucks to them. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, wait a minute. Was he was he ruled out for the rest of the year, including the playoffs, or was it just for the rest of the season? Who? Miller. Von Miller. I think it was I for the season. Good. I think it was yeah. for the season. Yeah. Was Mike <laughs> Hyde the same situation? Huh. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, because he's on injured reserve, so technically he would have had to have been activated <laughs> already. So yeah, he's yeah he's done for he's done for the rest of uh, including the playoffs then. So, huh. Uh, I mean, even even without Miller, honestly, you know their their defense should be good enough to, uh, you know, to basically uh, wipe out anything that that Miami might try with their third stringer. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, I, the only question is what the point spread will be. Buffalo's going to win the game. Yeah, it's thirteen and a half right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. As far as Giants and uh, as far as Giants and Minnesota goes, looks see, like that's, everybody that's, is fully... that's that's the game to watch. That's the one yeah. where um, it may not turn out like you think it's going to turn out. Right. Oh, and I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking perhaps that maybe. Uh, it's probably it's probably going to be closer than a lot of people think because you know Minnesota they're kind of like I guess the Bizarro Patriots like really the only yeah. good team that they've really beat this year is Buffalo if I if I recall correctly I think that's the only actual good team that they've beaten so you know it's there, there's not really. Uh, I mean, yeah, they have a, they have such a good record this year, but it's it's kind of it's kind of a false record, if if that's the I, right way I to put think, it. I think I think I think they've won five or six games by three points or less. Yeah. So if. You know, if the Giants can keep it can keep it close, I mean, with the with the with some of the plays that have been drawn up uh, this season by Dable, I'm pretty sure that they that they would uh, they would probably have a pretty good shot of uh, of winning it and upsetting the Vikings. Uh, as far as the injury report goes, the only real Viking of note that's on the injury report is their safety Harrison Smith. He's pretty much uh, questionable this week with a uh, knee injury. So, I mean, that's really the only actual impact player that they have on their injury report right now. Uh, I assume he's probably going to be good to go, but, uh, you know, I think we will really see, with this game and uh, Daniel Jones, you know, getting his first taste of playoff action, just exactly how much improved 
is he under Dable as opposed to him starting off his career uh, atrociously with Joe Judge? Yeah. Because you know they, they've they've always been they've always been looking and asking the question: Is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback, or is he, you know, is he not the future of the uh, of the uh, New York Giants? Uh, tough to say, man. And I think we're probably going to potentially find out that answer depending on how he. Uh, Depending yeah. on how he fares uh, in tomorrow's matchup, uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I mean, there's. I'm not even going to name off the list for Baltimore. Baltimore is missing a lot of people that have already been ruled out. Uh, Cincinnati, they have a shortage on the offensive line and they uh, officially will be without Alex Kappa, their guard, one of their guards due to an ankle injury. So I, I, I just, I just gotta, I just gotta put it this way. I would be very surprised if Baltimore is able to upset Cincinnati. I would be very surprised. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's uh, obviously, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, take a look at what happened tonight. We thought uh, everybody thought that the game was over uh, between Jacksonville and L.A., and yet, you know, Jacksonville ultimately ended uh, ended up completing the upset. So, The one I'm looking forward to, though, uh, is Monday night with Dallas. Yep. Dallas, yeah. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Because we all know how Dallas is when it comes to, you know, when when it comes to playoff football. The one thing they're most known for is choking when it counts. So. Yep. Will we see? Yeah, well, yeah, we saw it against Washington too. Um, But will we see Brady own them once again? Yes. And continue the. If uh, if he's hot and Evans is hot, it's gonna be a long day for Dallas. Oh man! Oh yeah. Man, I, you know, it's just – it's going to be so hilarious. If Dallas – I can already tell you right now, I think a couple, uh, uh, a couple of my uh, – a couple of my friends who are Dallas fans and even uh, one of my family members who, for some ungodly reason, is a Dallas fan, uh, I think uh, Dallas fans may need to be put on watch on Monday night just in case mm-hmm. because – yeah, if they if they uh, choke once again, I think people may actually start to question, you know, should we start to move on from Dak Prescott <laughs> or Ezekiel? Well, yeah. I, actually, they they would move on from Ezekiel Elliott anyways and go with uh, go with Pollard. So I'm not even going to bring up Elliott. 
you know, there's definitely going to be uh, some questions that are going to be thrown out there. And as far as people, as far as the injury report so far, uh, the Cowboys will not have Trayvon Mullen due to an illness. Uh, the Buccaneers looks like right now Kyle Rudolph and Nick Leverett are currently doubtful with knee and shoulder injuries. So as far as everybody else, though, uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of questionables, but it looks like most of those players will more than likely play, like Vita Vea, Logan Ryan, Carl Nassib, and Carlson Davis, and so on and so forth. So I think it's safe to say that we're probably going to be looking at a mostly healthy uh, Dallas-Tampa game. And wouldn't it be funny if Brady, despite or in spite of, uh, of Todd Bowles, ends up leading Tampa to another potential uh, another potential Super Bowl berth this uh, year. Really gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it is going to be hard. But at the same time, uh, I believe that I believe there was a uh, there was a graphic that was posted up in Whispers. I think that uh, that showed. Uh, Brady has made the Super Bowl every other season or something. Yeah. I think so, – wasn't it Chris that posted that one too? Yeah, I yeah. think it, I think it was Chris. He lost it then made it. He lost it then made it and lost it and made it. And it's facts, man. He lost it then he made it. Lost it then he made it. So could Brady get his number eight ring? Number eight. Well, if he's going to do it, it's going to be in spite of Todd Bowles, because I can tell you right now that uh, Bowles is not responsible for the team being where they are right now with the decision-making that he's he's had this season. No shot is uh, is he even responsible for some of the stuff that, uh, you know that they've that they've gone through this season, and actually, I wouldn't rule out uh, if Tampa Bay tries to convince Brady to stay. I would not rule out Todd Bowles potentially getting fired. He got to get the hell out of Tampa. I don't care where he goes, oh, get man. out of Tampa. And I don't still go to the Niners because so they got Brock Purdy locked in right now. So if he goes anywhere, go to the Raiders. Please go to Oakland, if anywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, let's be honest, though. If, if if Brady comes to the Niners and says, you know, I want to I wanna retire as a 49er, you know, I want to play – I want to get a chance to play uh, in my home state for my uh, hometown team, you don't think the Niners are going to jump all over that? Uh I would. I, I would. Just, just look at their offense they got in, in San Francisco. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I would. Brady would be absolutely loving that uh, that opportunity to to play with that offense. I mean, it would basically be going 
from the Tampa Bay offense with Godwin and Evans to, you know, San Francisco with, uh, with Samuel and Ayuk. And obviously, of course, Christian McCaffrey. You know, it would basically be an even trade-off for Brady, except the only difference is he has a way more competent head coach and a much better defense. And could you imagine Brady with George Kittle and Debo Samuel? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's another Ooh. thing. That's another thing, too. George Kittle. I mean, granted, granted, bad. Kittle hasn't been Kittle hasn't been the same uh, the same tight end that he used to be, but uh, you know he's still a hell of a lot better than what Tampa has. Now, obviously, if if you know if Gronk had been uh, had been playing this season, you know maybe that would be a completely different story, but uh, it's got to be. I, I know that there's there's other. Not just not just uh, not just San Francisco, but I know that uh, the Raiders have also been connected to Brady as well uh, in the rumor uh, mill. So, you know, he has multiple options that he can uh, that he can go with. I mean, obviously, there's the uh, there's the absolute pipe dream of him going back to New England, which, I mean, let's face it, that's not no, going to happen. No, please, God, no. God, no. No, no, no. That's not going to ha- it's, no. it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, despite how much I would want it to happen, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, it's, I think Brady really wants to get that taste of uh, of last year's playoffs out of his mouth. So I would not be surprised if we see uh, if we see an epic performance put on by Brady in Monday night's uh, matchup. The only question will be, will uh, you know, will Tampa Bay's defense be able to hold off? Uh, the Dallas offense. Hmm. Which, I mean, to be honest, it really all depends. It all depends on who uh, Dallas puts in there, honestly, for, uh, for running back. If they, if they primarily decide to go with, uh, with Tony Pollard, or if they decide to ride on a, on Ezekiel Elliott again. Just keep the ball away from Trey Diggs. All I got to say, please keep the ball away from him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would uh that would be uh that would be kind of catastrophic if uh if Brady continues to if he if Brady would uh would decide to go down that route and and uh and unfortunately happened to get the ball in the hands of Diggs because just like his brother, he is extremely fast. Yo. So, it, it'll definitely be uh it'll definitely be one one hell of a game, but hopefully uh Tampa can pull it off because I would just I would just love the ultimate meltdown by Cowboy fans. Uh you know, for once once again, 
another wasted season. And uh, they would call it a wasted season. They, uh, I mean, the yeah. just the out the outrage would be tremendous, basically, from all of them, all of them basically raging all at the same time. Uh, the fact that they wasted yet another season uh, by basically faltering at the last minute once again. If the Cowboys lose, I'm so ready to watch Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> that boy, fuck. Right here. Stephen A. Smith, uh, not just him, but also Skip Bayless, may uh, oh, especially with all, with all the here. problems he caused. With all the problems he caused, he may be ready to he may be ready to uh, to find the nearest bridge if the Cowboys lose again. If they, <laughs> if they choke yeah. in the first the end round of it, once again. Well, yeah, it would be, but. You know, at the at the same time, it's just you know how as a as a cowboy fan, how many losing seasons can you go through before enough I, is enough? I mean, not much more. I mean, my God, it's it's getting kind of comical at this point that you know it's kind of it's kind of like with the with the Patriots where everybody expected. Oh, uh, or uh, Patriots fans expected that uh, it would be a smooth transition from Brady, uh, <laughs> you know, going for, going from Brady uh, to the post-Brady years. And it's kind of the same thing with Dallas. Like, you know, uh, after being America's team for so many, uh, for so many years, uh, all of their fans basically expected them to, you know, for the success to continue on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, one day, someday, they would finally remember what it felt like to win a playoff game. Whenever that day would be. I don't know. You know, hopefully, hopefully uh, the one thing we can we can hope for is that it's a good game, but at the same time, we hope. I kind of do, kind of do want Dallas to lose, <laughs> just so that I can. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I figured you'd say that. Just so that I can see the implosion from all of the Dallas fans that I know, uh, not uh, just not just in my you. family, not just in my family, but also at work. Right. Yeah. And considering I have two bets on the line, I, I kind of need the Cowboys to lose. I see. Yeah, it's. I mean, what what was the spread? Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that was all. That's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was two and a half. Let me see what it is now. Actually, uh, it's no, two, two and a half in favor half. of Dallas. Two and a half. Huh? Yeah, it is still it is still two and a half right now. Actually, so. Uh, pretty much the I think the only movement on the spreads was Dolphins and Bills and Ravens and Bengals. Other than that, pretty much, uh, you know, the movement has uh, all the, each of the movements has basically has basically stayed the same for for each of the other remaining games. So. 
Yeah, it should what be. Are the, uh, what are the what are the what's the spread now on the uh, Bengals game? Uh, it's eight and a half for Cincinnati. Because, Whoa, uh, eight Lamar and Jackson. a half. Yeah, eight because half. Lamar Jackson was ruled out. Okay. That's that's pretty much the main reason. So it should it should be a good uh, you know it sh- it should be a good slate of games starting with tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some entertaining football, and uh, you know for the most part, hopefully the uh, Dolphins and Bills game doesn't look like a complete train wreck. Uh, a one-sided right. uh, train wreck. Man, oh man! I mean, if it if it is, oh boy, uh, that's just gonna it's gonna be one hell of uh, like pe- people will probably be tuning out unless they're unless they're Bills fans. Uh, they may be tuning out fairly quickly. Uh, we do have some. Uh, some injury news. Uh, going back to Major League Baseball for a second here, uh, the Yankees will be without one of their starters, Frankie Montaz, for the first month of the season due to Boy. right shoulder inflammation. Apparently, uh, and they had agreed to a seven and a half million dollar contract uh, to avoid arbitration this off season, but it looks like he is dealing with a similar shoulder issue to the one that kept him sidelined last season during their postseason run. So, and from what it sounds like, it sounds like he's roughly two months behind in his off season training program, which will require him to ramp up into the early stages of the regular season. So looks like if anything, he's probably going to, going to miss spring training as a whole as well. Yeah. From what it looks like here, so yeah, it's definitely uh, d- definitely going to be kind of a weird start, honestly, to uh, to opening to the opening month of uh, fall this year. Uh, one other little note here. Looks like the Rams are expected to pick up Matthew Stafford's 2023 option bonus, as well as his 2024 salary this off season, uh, with Sean McVay also deciding to return as head coach. So, uh, looks like for at least the next two seasons, uh, Matthew Stafford will be. Uh, will be the Rams starting quarterback. I mean, considering the fact as well that uh, he would be basically a dead cap hit of about 36 million if they decided to cut him. So yeah, needless to say, that would be for a, for a team that doesn't have any draft picks anymore. uh, That would be uh, one hell of a uh, hit that they would take. It'd be hell. And also looks, also, it looks like Sam Howell is going to be the starting quarterback in 2023 for the Washington Commanders to uh, CBS Sports' Jonathan Jones. That. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. 
but yeah. we are approaching the end of our show tonight. Uh, I do want to thank everybody uh, that joined us. Uh, thank you to Jim. Thank you to Chris, JB, uh, Kyle, Alexis, for uh, for and Lou, of course, for joining us tonight. We will be back next Saturday night for another edition of Sports Whispers Weekly. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, folks.